0: hey folks welcome back to the ball and breakfast podcast with wayne i'm patrick uh we're gonna stick on nfl today uh going over our nfl predictions for 2023 2024 Uh, we're gonna cover both conferences Wayne with the afc i'll take the nfc we'll weigh in on each other's picks and analysis and things like that and then we'll round it out with our nfl awards uh going through pretty much the the whole lot here so uh yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy the NFL from from us. So, uh, without further ado, I'll pass it over to Wayne to cover uh his first division within the AFC.
1: Yeah, thanks Pat.
0: Man, this is going to be exciting.
1: Uh, you know, all we've been waiting for this for all summer long, I feel like. So, a lot of fun stuff has been happening. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start with the AFC North, which man, this this division is going to be nuts, I feel like. Uh, so uh, I'll start with the bottom and kind of wake, work my way up there, kind of you know, leave y'all in suspense there, but and this the team I'll start with, this team can either win the entire Super Bowl, like win the whole thing or be like, like maybe win five games or something like that. This definitely is gonna be a tough division, but uh, yeah, this this team right here is the Browns uh, that I got finishing last year. Uh, a lot of question marks with Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, didn't perform the best when he did play. I think like the last half of the season when he was with the Browns. Um, but this roster is loaded, <laughs> and I think that's that's what kind of makes me think like this team could win the Super Bowl. It's one of the best rosters out there, both on the offensive side and on the defensive side as well. Uh, you know, added Zadarius Smith on the defensive side to you know play opposite of Miles Garrett. Uh, you know they didn't see too much production from Clowney, so adding and Zedira Smith, who had like 10 sacks, I believe, uh, last season. Uh, to combine that with you know their killer offensive line, as well as uh, Nick Chubb, Mari Cooper, Elijah Moore, you know, full season with them, it's like this team could definitely make a push. But you know, I kind of have them going to like seven games, seven eight games. I think is what I what I have them. Just it's a, it's a very tough division and. You know, very, uh, very competitive there. So I just have him finishing last. Uh, Steelers, uh, I have finishing third here. I, you know, great defense. Great defense, I think. Um, and saw some nice, uh, movement coming from both Kenny Pickett and the offensive side. I just think they got one more season of seasoning to basically, uh, mature a little bit and get more continuity there just, just to figure things out. So, um, have them going third there, and then ah uh, my AFC team that I always like to cheer for. I have I I went back and forth here, but I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, adding in you know Todd Monken uh, as the offensive coordinator coming from Georgia, uh to kind of spell off the the rule and gruel of Greg Roman and that kind of anemic offense, just like pounding and running and making Lamar Jackson run a lot over there. So. We, it'll be interesting. I think this will be an interesting season uh, with uh, basically, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think this roster on the offensive side is, like, the most talented uh, weapons he's ever had before. You know, his MVP season, right, uh, where he was healthy, he didn't have too much, honestly, there. I think Snead was, like, his number two wide out or whatever. And, you know, uh, yeah, now he's got uh, Odell Beckham, Uh Aguilar as well. And then Zay Flowers, who everybody's excited about, I think is going to be something. Defensive side, though, uh, younger, although maybe healthier. They've always battled injuries, I I felt like. So, you know, uh, David Ojabo, that'll be interesting what happens with him. A lot of people thought he was going to be like a top five pick last season and got hurt. So, you know, him paired up, I think, then with. Uh wait O A like on the on the opposite side like that could be you know an interesting combination there with the O brothers you know uh, on the sides there so uh yeah and full season out with Roquan Smith on the on the defensive side as well it's like you know just a lot of unknowns but some things are still intact there uh you know Marlon uh, Humphrey one of the best corners and then uh, Marcus Williams too you know so secondary is pretty fairly solid cornerback you know Rakia sin maybe not the greatest but uh, i don't think he'll uh, hurt the ravens here and last but not least gotta pick the Bengals here this is probably the most talented Bengals team i feel like uh since burrow's been with them so for me you know adding in orlando brown there as i think was a key signing and they still kept it intact you know higgins chase uh and boyd they're at wide out so you know for me i got to pick the Bengals here Uh, and then, yeah, their seat, their defense, like they they have a young secondary, but it's really talented too. So yeah, for me, got to pick the Bengals here. All right, Pat, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you have the Browns winning? Like want want to hear what you think.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm not going that crazy. I I think I have the Browns above the Steelers in terms of the three, four parts of this, you know, the standings, I think that Pittsburgh, is on the rise. I, I like their defense as well. I'm wondering how much Kenny Pickett can bring to the table this year in year two. You know, can he take an additional step with Pickens and get Deontay Johnson on the board with a couple touchdowns this year? I think he had zero uh, last year. Um, they're well coached. It's a strong organization. Um, I did feel like Cleveland went out and addressed some serious needs on their defensive line. You know, like you said, with Zadarius Smith, they also got uh, interior defensive lineman, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, they went out in the draft and grabbed... Uh, actually, I should correct myself in that. They grabbed Houston's uh, Okoronkwo on the uh, defensive line as well. He was a guy who was very um, strong to kind of finish out the second half last year in terms of pressures and, and blitzes and such. So it's like they've really kind of focused that need in there on the pass rush, which, you know, when you're going up against Burrow and especially a guy like Lamar, you're going to need to have that um fortified um that said there is something to be said about deshaun watson and kind of his struggles i guess second half of last year um not looking like the guy who came over you know from the houston texans uh prior to suspension and everything like that so you know i don't know does he have the grit does he have the moxie to get him over the top in this type of a division i think that's going to be pretty tough Um, i'm with you in terms of the top two i think cincinnati is the cream of this division? I do think um, you know Baltimore is probably coming with a better defense this year than Cincinnati, but in the same sense, I have some trust issues when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Um, I think part of it is his health. Um, you just never know how many games he's going to be there, and I think the other part is you know he does have these new weapons now, but you know he's had Marquise Brown in the past. He's had other guys that you know have looked like threats, like even Rashad Bateman. I don't know if he's gotten the most out of him just yet. Um, so far in his career, so you know, he really needs to you know take that additional step as a passer maybe just uh, a sharper quarterback, even if it's not just all with the pass uh, game itself, it's just, I think he's got to bring a little bit more intelligence to the table to be able to kind of get out of scramble mode and and more or less utilize the weapons around him, especially as he gets older so uh, I have both those top two going into the playoffs for sure, but I think this is going to be a dogfight of a division for sure
1: yeah yeah and i i 100 agree with the ravens and uh you know lamar uh, they've always battled the injuries i think that's always been the blocker for them the past couple of seasons uh and then yeah uh lamar in the playoffs with the pressure against a really competitive team just hasn't been uh, able to get over the hump there but i do wonder like how much of that has to do with you know losing some key players on the offensive side uh from you know, uh, from injury too, and also on the defensive side as well. So, but you know, yeah, with this team on the, on the defensive side, younger, not as experienced, I think is the biggest question there. So it's not the most talented team, but you know, if they can just be healthy, uh, this, this Ravens team could definitely make a run for it, but yeah, still some question marks there. And then, yeah, the Bengals though, you you, you got to tip your cap towards them and being able to retain Higgins, you know, going into the season here. So that's, that should be a fun team to watch. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, again, moving on here then to, uh, a little bit of a weaker division. Uh, I got the AFC South. So, uh, you know, we got three rookie, uh, uh, quarterbacks that could t- potentially be playing in this, uh, division here. Um, so, I uh, Last and least, uh I guess the Texans here. Uh, you know, CJ Stroud doesn't really have the, the most explosive weapons, I think, at the moment. Does have a pretty offensive line though with Tunsil and Shaq Mason, but there's so many question marks, I think, and just of overall skill, overall talent that they do have. A lot of promising talent, I'll I'll add there. You know, got has Will henderson on the defensive end uh side there. Uh and you know, was it Petrie, Petrie as well as like one of my Yes, you know one of the best nickels in the game. I feel like so, uh, but yeah, just not their season. Uh, I think it will be competitive though. Like I'm not saying that the Texans, you know, Titans, Colts, right, Jaguars. I I don't. I think there's gonna be some parity in here, but I just have the Texans, uh, last in this division here. Um, next one up, I will say. Uh, I kind of went back and forth on this, but I'm gonna have to go with the Titans here. Uh, they're only getting older, (laughs) you know. Will we see Will Levis, you know, in the second half of the season? That could certainly kind of kill the record some there. Um, You know, got to respect Vrabel as a coach, but, you know, aging, aging team, uh, solid defense still. But uh, I just feel like there's a lot of question marks heading into the season than there was maybe in previous seasons. And, yeah, having that Will Levis uh, kind of wild card there, like, you know, it, I think it's going to be about in time. Uh or there's, there's going to be a count. And I feel like to when they're going to bring him in. So uh, we'll Levis, I definitely think having him in there as a rookie quarterback, you know, maybe not going to win like all the games that he's in there, uh, I believe. So, um, and then the next team I have here, uh, Colts, actually uh, rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, right? Uh, this should be interesting, but uh, you know, they, they did, they do have a new head coach, uh, came from the Eagles and everything. And you know what? They had the, I think, the number one rushing attack there. And I, I feel like there could be some potential in terms of, you know, utilizing Anthony Richardson, getting him rolling out, utilizing those legs, right? Like, kind of just making sure that he's actually, like, utilizing his strengths there. And, you know, he may not be the best passer, but he honestly doesn't have to be. And he does have big targets in Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. Uh, that being said, still a rookie and don't think that they'll, you know, Make too much of a a uh, uh, a noise in that division, but you know, hey, finishing second, I feel like rookie quarterback. I think that's a good step in the right direction there. And then the Jaguars, I think you know everybody is picking them. I think Vegas has them as, as like one of the top favored uh, uh winners for their for their own division, just because just a lot less question marks. Trevor Lawrence there, uh you know another season under under Doug Peterson. Uh, adding Calvin Ridley, you know, who I think we talked about from the fa- fantasy perspective, and and then also their defense too. Uh, you know, another season for Trayvon Walker maybe takes the next step there. That that could be something. So for me, yeah, got to go with the Jaguars. You know, with that that team, that roster, that defense overall. I feel like they they have a pretty solid roster overall. I think both on the offensive side and also uh, on the defensive side as well. So yeah, Jaguars number one here.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll agree with you up top. I think the Jaguars easily run away with this division. Um, I think the division is so winnable for them uh, based on the other three teams that I see them kind of inching their way up in seeding as well in the AFC. I think I have them as like the third seed based on who they have to go against in their division. I actually think they might end up with a better record than the Bengals this year just because the Bengals are going to kind of have to grind it out, gruel it out within their division. Um, But I guess as far as the seating goes below the Jaguars, who I just think based on a superior offense is going to pick every one of those teams apart. Um, Tennessee is probably next in line for me just because their defense graded out, at least, uh, you know, through the ringers most recent rankings as being a top 15 defense in the league. I know Indian- Indianapolis and, uh, and uh, Houston uh, rated pretty, pretty low down in the rankings in the, in the twenties or so. So um I guess with that, I mean, I see Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins as being, a you know, a competent enough uh, offense based on the competition within that division, where they have enough leadership there to, to at least inch out what I think the Colts and Texans are bringing this year. I think, you know, for Houston, for one, um, you know, obviously new quarterback, they're bringing a new head coach who I think will do a lot for you know, a young defense and kind of getting them where they need to be. But, you know, like you were saying, with Robert Woods being maybe your top wide receiver, you know, <clears throat> outside of Nico Collins. I mean that's one thing. Uh Dalton Schultz had an off year for the Cowboys. He comes over as well. Uh, I think it's kind of a learning year for them. I I'm relying a lot on Damian Pierce to be kind of the focal point of that offense. Um, but I think they're gonna they're gonna have their struggles for sure. And then uh I have Indianapolis actually at the bottom of the standings this year. I think all the juju for that team is going south. I mean, Jonathan Taylor wanting out. Um, I think they're going to have Minshew started off, who you know I think is solid as being a veteran and everything, and kind of will hand the ball to Anthony Richard, you know Richardson, at some point. Um, but the defense is you know, graded 29th in some of the rankings I've looked at. Um, you know their defensive line is kind of in shambles. I mean, Shaquille Leonard, we don't know what we're getting really anymore, um, out of him. I know they lost Stefan Gilmore in free agency, so they're really starting to thin out, especially on defense and, you know, with a, with a new quarterback, who's kind of, you know, got a rushing focus to him. You might not have Jonathan Taylor and beyond Pittman. I'm just, I don't know if like McKenzie and Alec Pierce are like next level type athletes or, you know, playmakers in that sense. So I just have a lot of concerns there. And I do think Shane Steichen's the right guy, and I think that that'll be a good coach for them kind of moving forward and developing Richardson. I just think it's going to be like a Bears-type season where you have Justin Fields you know, running all over the field, but you have nothing to surround him with.
1: Yeah, and, and no, that's a fair point. I, I think the, the Colts definitely are this kind of wild card of, you know, they... They definitely have a rookie running back, or not running back. I mean people will call him a running back in Anthony Richardson, right? Uh, a rookie quarterback. Uh uh but I, I think the one thing is he has a pretty decent offensive line. Uh he has a run focused coach uh there, so and then has some we has you know, with Pittman definitely a weapon there. The Jonathan Taylor thing yeah that totally makes sense because he may not be with this team <laughs> for for too long, and I think he he might he'll, he'll probably miss some games too, i think uh like the first couple games as well. so um, yeah, there's a lot of question marks I think for them, but you know, uh I just think that this division i'm not maybe it's just me. I'm just kind of counting when this Titans team is uh gonna age out or go on a decline it's like you know bringing in deandre hopkins and everything still a talented wide receiver i think he called for you know the bears to to bring him on but like you know is is he going to be an x factor for the the passing game there with the tight ends with Tannehill and such uh i don't know but you know uh rabel is a solid coach so that definitely could be a thing and especially with that defense a lot of things could swing their way there so yeah
0: but when i when I put them in second place don't don't get me wrong here. I think they're a six to seven win team. I just think Houston and Indianapolis are going to be probably anywhere from three to six wins in that sense too. So it's like mm-hmm. I have this being a very top heavy uh, <laughs> you know, division with Jacksonville up at the top. I mean, I feel like Jacksonville gets into the double digit wins. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say easily, but I think it's like they've got some, like one of the easiest paths, I think, into the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, there's been a lot of Trevor Lawrence uh, hype, I guess, in terms of potentially getting an MVP. Like I think he's, like, like oh, you look at all the the names on there. You see Mahomes, you see Jalen Hurts, Burrow, and stuff like that. Um, they see oh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, because of that, you know, he there's a feeling that he can definitely pad up his stats a little bit, especially with you know cal- adding cal- Calvin Ridley in there too. So, um, and then yeah, having an awesome record. I th- I think I have him like, you know, go maybe eleven and six there, but. Yeah, there's there's definitely I think a lot of good momentum there for the Jaguars. So moving on to the uh, the AFC East here. Um, again, starting from the bottom, uh, this this is definitely be tough because I think there's a lot of variables in play for this division particularly. But you know, I I have I have the Pats being last here. Um, and I don't, know, there's just a lot of questions at quarterback. Is Mac Jones the person? I, they did bring in bill bryant to help out with the offense and he's had success with like lesser quarterbacks you know so uh that could be something to just look into you know that it's a it's a belichick team though so you know that the defense is going to be hard-nosed uh have a solid running back there in stevenson uh and then you know juju can be a solid wide receiver there um but yeah i just feel like that that offense can definitely be anemic at times maybe not as talented uh, compared to, you know, also the rest of their very tough division. So I have them last there. Um, And then moving on to the next team, I got the Dolphins here. Uh, They added Jalen Ramsey, but uh, I believe he's going to be hurt for, you know, uh, maybe like half the season or a good chunk of the first half of the season there. So uh, that value, as even though he's one of the top cornerbacks in the game, you know, uh, that defense... Uh, has decent players there, but Jalen, losing that Jalen Ramsey going into the season, there's a lot of like, oh, this team could definitely be there. I just don't see it at this point. So, um, and there's also those questions with Tua. You know, he's like one bad hit away from like this team is screwed basically. So, you know, um, I think Skyler Thompson is still like their quarterback two. So, you know, I don't know why they they didn't necessarily invest in like you know a decent veteran quarterback of some sort. Maybe they just didn't want to. Scare Tua or anything or something like that, but you know this team does have a lot of offensive weapons, you know with McDaniel's having that speed. Uh, I just think that you know there's some other teams uh, that I'll be t- going up talking about later that just have a le- little less question marks there. But this Dolphins team though surely could uh, run things up if they had Jalen Ramsey. They they could have you you know, you know may- maybe make it a surprise a little bit here and there against these top teams there, but I just didn't see it. So. Um, and then the next one, the next team I have on here, a little bit of a surprise, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bills. I think, I think they might regress a little bit. Um, you know, uh, they struggled a little bit when Von Miller was out because of the lack of pass rush. Uh, they, they, this team did did add Leonard Floyd, uh, who I think had nine sacks last season. Uh, but you know, I remember him from like the Bears, and then also what he was doing with the Rams. Uh, he, he needs like a good pass rusher uh, to kind of compliment him, I feel like. And, you know, without Von Miller, I just don't see the, the, the on the defensive side, on the, on the defensive line particularly, uh, a solid pass rusher that, that can help out Floyd there. Um, and then, you know, Von Miller, too, came off ACL surgery. Uh, I think he, he's on the pup list, so he's going to miss a couple games, too, in the beginning of the season. Uh, I, they might be able they might split the first four games, I think, honestly, uh, I think they have a couple games on the road there, and then the dolphins uh they face at home. so you know a lot of variables there i think uh could happen. Uh, yeah, they were going against the jets and the commanders uh uh away so and you know we can definitely talk about the commanders you know eventually, but yeah i i I like the jets i have, I have the jets winning this division actually. uh you know this team last season. Uh, without a quarterback, right? With like a bottom, you know, five quarterback uh, play. I feel like uh, they they were making a run. They were beating some really good teams. Have some playmakers on defense. Have one of the top defensive linemen there. You know, Quinn Williams have one of the top cornerbacks in the game already. Year two now going into Sauce Gardner, uh, and then they also have Garrett Wilson who. Uh, got a thousand yards last season as a rookie and you know have dalvin cook on the offensive line uh, on the on the and the running back side to pair up with you know Brees hall who's you know hopefully healthy um there's just a lot of talent i feel like on this team that to look forward to i feel like and uh for me yeah just a lot less question marks i think with the bills Bills, yeah their defense right now just not there and then you know who uh stefan Diggs, uh still think he's gonna have a solid season but he's only getting older there so yeah gonna go jets here i think they have a, a little bit more of an upper trajectory with their 39 year old quarterback there in aaron Rodgers.
0: yeah i can't i can't i can't uh, agree on this one, man i got a completely <laughs> different uh mix going but i think i gotta start i mean i don't know where i want to start with this one i mean I personally have the bills still returning and winning that division. Um, like PFF and the the other defensive ranking metrics I've seen have placed the bills in the top seven, um, at least defensive line, they say their depth is very deep, even beyond Von Miller. Gregory Russo was a really good edge rusher last year, but I think it's more or less strength in numbers and having, you know, McDermott schemes to kind of keep them in games. Um, I think that having Hyde and Boyer back there, just as veterans, also helps. I mean, on offense, I don't think a lot's going to gonna change for them. Josh Allen is still incredibly productive. I see him doing that with Diggs. Um, I mean, obviously, they, they drafted Dalton Kincaid, who kind of can slot in as a slot receiver. He can be a tight end. He's going to go with Dawson Knox. I just think... You know, adding Latavius Murray and dropping the smaller singles here. I think they're really like emphasizing power on offense and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I think that there are some shortcomings with the Bills that I'll get to I think later in this uh, episode, but I think in the same sense, I think there's too much of a roster there for them to kind of fall off their perch. Um, I guess my second seed is Miami. I like Miami this year. I like their explosiveness. Um, I'm excited about Tua being there and they did grab Mike White, um, who was, <laughs> at least when spelling Zach Wilson was doing a competent enough job for the Jets, I mean, still wasn't good enough, but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, I think Tua can stay healthy this year. Um, if he goes down, I think Mike White can come in and you know manage an offense to an okay ability. I mean, I think they'd probably be maybe below 500 and maybe still in those games, but I have maybe a little bit more optimism and two of staying healthy this year. And I like his wide receiver combo, you know, combo with uh, Waddle and Hill. They brought over Robbie Anderson, Braxton Berrios as well. And then looks like they're going to trot out that three-headed monster uh, in <laughs> Mostert, Wilson and um, uh, A-Chain. So I'm like excited to see like how this is all going to play out. But I think they also pair that with a really good uh, defense. I mean, they're being ranked in the top 12 and number four overall for defensive line with Jalen Phillips kind of continuing to kind of grow on his, um, you know, first couple seasons in the NFL and Christian Wilkins is kind of like one of the best graded defensive interior linemen um, in the game. Uh, I do agree with the Jalen Ramsey points. I think that's going to hurt them, especially based on kind of what they were projecting, you know, with him in their secondary. I think, from what I've read, they have one of the better safety combos in the game with uh, Javon Holland. Um, And I can't remember the other safety they have offhand, but in the same sense, uh, I think there's enough team there to, you know, keep them, uh, you know, in the playoff mix. I have them as a playoff team this year. I'm excited about how explosive that offense is going to be though. And uh, I guess it just comes down to the jets. I mean, I agree with you on the Pats. I think they're in the basement there. For me, I think the Jets' defense is going to be what carries them for most of the year. Um, I think they do have talent, but I'm also kind of like being a bit realistic about who Aaron Rodgers is as a quarterback now. I mean, over the last, you know, past season here with the Packers, I mean, he stumbled basically the entire year until, you know, he finally kind of put it all together in the last home stretch there. But I don't know if he can just necessarily fall back on – his heroics uh you know bailing him out if if he's trying to kind of cobble it together after starting slow um i think dalvin cook is a little bit aged at this point and i think there are certain cast members like a randall cobb Um, i like alan lazard randall cobb seems to be a little bit outdated so i i just think there's a lot of names there's a ton of personality over there they're getting tons of press i don't think that necessarily bodes well for them i'd much rather be the team flying under the radar to start the year but um they do have a great defense, so it's not going to be. Um, they're going to be a competitive team. I can see them pushing to get into the playoffs. I just, I guess I don't have them in my playoffs this year, but I think um, I just, I'm not as much buying into like a Super Bowl run for the Jets. That's where I'm kind of at. Yeah.
1: You yeah, know, hey, that's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. Um, and I mean, I, I think the thing for me is like. Uh, where the Dolphins, where Tua goes, the Dolphins go, and it's it is hard, I guess, for me to just be like, yeah, Tua's going to be, you know, healthy. I think he he's tops. He's played 13 games, I think, in a season, right? Um, and you know, and in, in this competitive division, I feel like it's, you know, each game is going to be very important. So, you know, missing four games, uh, say he does play 13, like that could definitely make the difference there. You know, Mike White or whomever, right? So, uh. Yeah, I think that's just where I have concerns there. But you no, know, I do agree. I think from a, from at least a talent standpoint, I feel like the, the Jets kind of stack up with with whomever. But at the same time, like, are they focused at all? Like, there definitely is a lot of drama. I think you know uh, that maybe, a lot of other teams don't want as much. So I definitely agree with you there. So, um, but yeah, I guess going to the you know back to the Bills and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean this team can definitely. I feel like make a push there and I it's just like one of those I feel like that you know they've won how many division uh or yeah division titles I think in consecutive years I think like the past like five years or something like that or close to it uh maybe Brady got one there with the Patriots but uh yeah it just seems like there's about a there's gonna be a time where it's like yeah maybe not anymore um or yeah maybe they do pull off a uh you know something like the Chiefs you know uh in their own division or kind of like the Braves right so uh yeah i just have a feeling i think the jets all the drama all the aaron Rodgers flair uh you know what's the what what did uh joe could say about the miami heat uh they're hollywood as hell but they're good so uh that that just might be kind of what i feel like the jets are so
0: we'll we'll see we'll see we've got our picks here on the board um i love a little banter and (laughs) it'll be fun to watch play out i mean i think I think at the very least the AFC East got better, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch them go at it this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. This definitely is one of the toughest uh, uh, divisions I think by far. So, um, and then I guess moving on to the AFC West here uh, again, starting from the bottom. This was a little bit tough again. You know, I think last year, right? We we were all like, this is a loaded division. Um, so yeah. for me, ah, uh, you know. It's it's tough to say, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Raiders here. Actually, uh, you know, Jimmy G co- coming in, uh, no Waller. Uh, they, they did sign Jacoby Myers, uh, so I don't know. I just have a lot of I guess uh, question marks with McDaniel's and everything, kind of like his whole thing. I just I just I just don't like him. Like I don't think he's a good coach or whatever. So. Uh, but, so yeah, I have them kind of being last year. Uh, they, they, it's kind of sad though. They they do have some talent on both the offensive side, defensive side. A lot of fantasy value right there. Devontae Adams, J, uh, Josh Jacobs, right. It's just yeah, I, I I feel like their whole team makeup or whatever it, their their identity. I I just don't like it. And yeah, now Jimmy G is coming in there. There's just a lot of question marks. I feel like than you know maybe where they were before like uh, last year when I think I had a lot more higher prospects for them. So we'll see on that, but yeah, sorry, Raider fans out there. Uh, I have you finishing last year and then I got the Denver Broncos, uh, kind of bumping up a little bit, you know, Sean Payton coming in, uh, this definitely could go two ways, right? Where Sean Payton comes in and just revitalizes, uh, Russell Wilson's career, kind of like what he did, uh, you know, more so with Drew Brees, right? Uh, that could definitely be something. You know, there's a lot of talent, I think on both sides of the ball. Uh, but you know, uh, with Patrick Sertain, right? I, I, junior, I think he's a tremendous talent there in the secondary. Uh, is it Justin Simmons too? I think I I think I have a bet on that he'll probably lead the league in interceptions or something. So you know we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I I do feel like the Broncos. You know, last year, yeah. uh, they'll, they'll try to put that all behind them, and then you know, Sean Payton will get them focused. So I feel like. They'll progress a little bit there, but this is a really tough division, I feel like, especially on top there. Next, I got Chargers. You know, I think they'll be a little bit better maybe than what they were last year. Such a talented squad. Such a talented squad. They're just by roster alone. They could stack up with any other roster out there. Um, You know, I, I think they got a lot of injuries last year on their, on their defensive side. You know, losing J.C. Jackson. Uh, I think they lost, you know, Cleo Mack as well. Uh, I think Bosa went down maybe a little bit as well. So it's like they just got a lot of injuries on the on the defensive side. Uh, hopefully they'll be healthier. Um, I think that's kind of one I'm banking on. But I still have been finishing second to the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know how you can't go with Mahomes, Kelsey, unimproved offensive line. <laughs> Uh, more seasoning with those wide rec- that wide receiver group, which I feel like is underrated. With you know Tony uh, MVS uh, Sky Moore, who I know we talked about from a fantasy perspective, I think he'll get you know a lot more reps, you know, and, and get some yardage there. Uh, and a very, in my opinion, very underrated defense. Chris Jones last year, he was I think third or one of the top. Uh, I think he was third in, in terms of uh, uh, voting for our for defensive player of the year. And you know, very kind of under the radar defensive talent overall, I feel like. Uh, and then they have a pretty young, talented secondary too. So uh and Nick Bolton, you know, one of the leading tackles in the game. So and you know, some town on the on the edge as well, um, with George uh, uh and uh you know uh, uh, Eniduke, uh Uzoma who I know they got in the draft and several other players like that, right? So I just feel like yeah, they gotta I think they'll win this division. I can't bet bet against Mahomes here. So Chiefs uh getting another divisional crown.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with this full set of rankings here. I don't have a whole ton to bat off you. I mean, I think that Casey, the one thing I do worry about is Chris Jones uh signing and when that's gonna happen. Um right now he's kind of in a holdout and they talked about You know, could he be put on the pup list? Uh, He said he's willing to hold out until week eight if he needs to. He says he can afford to hold out for the right contract. So, I mean, if that starts to get really testy, that's going to change how I view that defense. Um, Luckily, they're the cream of the NFL in terms of offense, and they can make things happen. I think they can, you know, put up double-digit wins with their offense alone, um, even if their defense is missing a key component. Um, But that said, I mean, you know, you look down the rest of this list, I mean, the Chargers, they have an amazing looking roster. You look at the names, you're like, wow, look at all these names, Bosa, Mac, uh, JC Jackson, Rashawn Slater, you know, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams, but it's like all these guys always are getting injured. They're playing half seasons, if not less. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert is an all-world talent at quarterback, and Luckily you got another weapon in Quentin Johnson, which I think was, was huge for them because I do expect Allen or maybe even Mike Williams to miss some games this year. So to have, you know, Quentin Johnson kind of step up and, you know, see what he's made of. I think that's going to be essential for Herbert to get through the year. Eckler is kind of the do it all guy. I mean, (laughs) continuously being that bell cow and also one of their top receivers. So they're a fun, exciting electric team. I want to see Herbert take a step. I do think they have one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Um, (laughs) in general. So it's like a lot of those, you know, components all swish together. I just feel like, you know, I still have them inching their way into the playoffs. I was very reluctant. I was looking at a bunch of different teams in the AFC, but I ultimately landed on the chargers getting that seventh seed, but you know, that's, that's about it. That's the ceiling I see you know, basically have for them unless everyone's healthy and everyone's clicking on all cylinders, which I just, I just don't see it. Um, Denver. Yeah. I'd like the thing. Better things are coming, but then they've also dealt with just a really bad string of luck here. I mean, J- Jerry Judy's going to be out for a few weeks. Javante Williams is coming back from you know, every single part of his knee being blown out. Um, you know, and that's tough. I mean, Wilson needs everybody to be at full strength to kind of you know get his confidence back up and you know lead the offense again. I think if there's one thing to really you know give Denver a pat on the back on is they've got a top 15 defense in the NFL. So you know they bring over Vance Joseph um, from Arizona to kind of you know, take uh, take the reins and you know try to get their uh, you know their blitz going and their man coverage kind of set in the back. But I just don't feel like they're coming with the same you know pieces as they have in those you know uh, let's call them mid two thousand tens Broncos type teams. I mean, they have Patrick Sertan, who's like one of the best cornerbacks in the game. But I just don't think their edge rushers are like exciting. Um, and then yeah, the the Raiders. I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of meh. It's like, yeah, you got Garoppolo there. Um, they, they've signed some free agents. They're bringing back Josh Jacobs. I like Max Crosby as being like their main DN, but you know, maybe Michael Meyer has like a good year in his rookie year as a tight end. I and mean, he's competing with Austin Hooper. And um, I believe they have another uh, OJ Howard, I guess is over there at tight end. So it's just kind of like, it just seems like a lot of aging type vets that love Devonte Adams as a as a wide receiver, but it's just like, I don't think they really have an identity and they definitely have one of the worst defenses in the NFL on paper. So, um, it's going to be, you know, rough sledding for them for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I want to cheer for the Raiders, uh, but it's, it's hard for me to actually cheer for the Raiders. I feel like, so, uh, I do remember our episode where we did talk about Jimmy G and where he land. And I think we did talk about him, trying to land in a place where there's porn stars. So Lee's good on Jimmy G for uh, picking Las Vegas there. But yeah, we're, we're seeing you, uh, I guess the Raiders going last year. So um, yeah, I, I, I think that covers uh, all the teams in the, or all the divisions in the AFC um, for the record. Yeah. Uh, my playoff teams, uh, I do have the chargers, the chiefs, bills, jets, uh, Jaguars being the only team from that AFC South. And they are Ravens and Bengals. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a fun AFC this season. Really competitive and uh, a lot of uh, interesting storylines to, to go off here. So, but I guess with all that now, Pat, want to hear about the NFC. What do you think?
0: Yeah, um, let's let's stay in the north. Let's go to the NFC north, uh, home of our Chicago Bears. Uh, I... I basically, you know, looking at each one of these four teams, the one thing that stood out for all four of them is they're not coming with much defense. Not a single one of them is ranked in the top 20 in defense, you know, coming into this year. I think they've got a lot of holes across their rosters to really kind of shore up over the next couple of years to, to get these teams to, you know, real, real competitive, um, you know, advantages on that side of the ball. But, uh, you know, so I guess, in basically in my criteria, I was just, Kind of looking at each one of these offenses and thinking, okay, defense—you know, defense held equally. What do I think of these offenses? And I'm just going to rank them the way I see them, and that's how I kind of put these standings together. So, I'm going to start off with Detroit. I actually think this is the year that they string it together. Um, you know, their their line is one of the best in the game with Penny Sewell and and others. Um, they're coming in with David Montgomery, Jamar, you know, Jameer Gibbs as you know, this kind of young do-it-all type running back. I mean, we covered him in the fantasy special, and I think that he's going to be really exciting to watch, um, you know, however the ball's in his hands. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is, you know, one of those guys you're kind of moving into, you know, the top tier as far as wide receivers go. And I think pairing him with Sam Laporta, um, the rookie tight end, uh, will be interesting for them. I think that they do struggle a little bit in that wide receiver depth category, but, You know, one thing to say about, you know, their quarterback Jared Goff is he looked real solid last year and his, you know, counting stats for passing yards. And I want to say QBR were, you know, top 10 in the league. I mean, he was, he was really, um, you know, a leader on that team, a young, you know, Lions team. And they took some steps last year. They definitely showed, you know, continuity, toughness. I think they really buy into what Dan Campbell is selling. I think, you know, he brings a lot of fun into the locker room and just, that unity, that brotherhood—that I think a lot of teams are missing. I mean, I look at a lot of teams and I'm like, the talent is all there, but you know, if you don't have that buy-in, I think that really, you know, sets you back. So I think they, I think they move a step further this year and they take that division uh, with a lot of the changes that have gone on within it. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where they go. But uh, I got Detroit up top. Um, this is going to be a little bit unpopular, but I got the Vikings. Uh, come back to about Zadarius Smith. Um, they lost Patrick Peterson. Um, they've lost a handful of other guys. I think Daniel Hunter's like the one thing keeping that that defense together. Um, again, a lot of these defenses they're in the same ballparks with one another, and I just feel like Kirk Cousins and JJ, and then you add Jordan Addison. Um, you got KJ Osborne there. Madison's been there before, and Hawkinson's actually a pretty exciting uh, tight end after he got from Detroit. I think that. You know, the offense is going to be the thing that keeps them, you know, humming. I think they can, you know, go toe to toe and, you know, kind of put points up on the board. I think they're going to be an absolute doormat on the other end. But I think kind of looking at some of the other offenses in this division, I, I would place them second at this point. So um, I'll leave it at that. Minnesota takes a step back from last year, but, but still ends up in second place. Um, I then have our Chicago Bears uh, <laughs> slotted in at third. I think there is a ton of excitement, um, you know, kind of coming into Chicago uh, this season. I, you know, obviously love the the trade they made to move down to number nine. Um, you know, they got Darnell Wright to help protect Justin Fields. Um, there's another play I really would have enjoyed having instead of him, but we won't go back <laughs> into that uh, topic. But, uh, you know, you got DJ Moore on the outside. I think just pairing him with a bunch of other capable receivers this year, Darnell Mooney. Claypool, they signed Robert Tunyon, they've got Cole Komet. Um, Hopefully, if that offensive line kind of stays healthy, sticks together, it can be, you know, a capable unit. Um, I've heard, you know, some injuries with Tevin Jenkins, which worry me kind of going into the year. But I think Justin Fields is going to take another step. I think he's going to be explosive on, you know, his feet. I think he gets a little bit better in the pass game. Um, But I am a little bit, you know, concerned with the defense. I, you know, I I like the linebacking crew that they've assembled for this season. I like Jalen Johnson and Jaquan uh, Brisker in secondary. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, Yannick Ngakwe recently signed with us as an end. That should be, you know, interesting. I know we also brought over Demarcus Walker. Um, I just feel like there's still, you know, some holes there on the, on the front four. I don't know if it's like, you know if we've got anything elite there i don't know if we have anything like promising in terms of young talent that we can get truly excited about it feels like a lot of uh you know adequate starters and then you know kind of some below average um players as well there so i feel like you know any teams trying to establish the run will have an advantage against the bears and i'm i'm a little bit skeptical about you know what what their um uh, def- you know defensive uh units can put together, although. It seems that Eberflus is like, kind of has been targeting you know a linebacker strong team with you know a, a very good secondary and you know we will kind of have to wait and see how he you know schemes against you know these these teams in specific. But um, I think they take a step this year. I'm still kind of in the six seven win category. I think that's definitely low based on expectations and what I've been hearing from from folks in Chicago. You know Chicago, but I'm still a little bit skeptical. Um, and then finally, the Green Bay Packers. Um, in the basement, you know. Again, if all if defense is held equally amongst these teams, you know, Green Bay kind of looking at bringing in a new quarterback, Jordan Love. You know, he is a third year pro, but in the same sense has not had a lot of battles to this point. You know, if Justin Fields was at the bottom, you know, of the NFL with all of his talent, and I do think Justin Fields is a more talented quarterback than Jordan Love. Um, I think Love struggles. I think he's got a decent enough offensive line. He's got, you know, some good running backs. Christian Watson's exciting. He's interesting, but he's not necessarily baked and complete at this point. I don't know if he's like a true number one, or is he, you know, wide receiver three with some incredible upside. We're still kind of having to determine that this year. And there's not much else around him. So, you know, if he doesn't have a good defense, he doesn't have a ton of weapons to really, you know, get comfortable with. Um, He himself is a little bit inexperienced. I think they struggle. I think they do struggle and they, you know, weren't a very good team last year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers really, you know, I think willed them to, you know, a near 500 record, but in the same sense it was a pretty ugly year coming out of green Bay. So I, I kind of expect that going into this one. And uh, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it in the NFC North.
1: Yeah. I think I agree with uh, everything you said. Uh, Except I'm the forever uh, optimist here for the Chicago bears. I feel like so. Uh, I have them finishing second here. Uh, I think Vegas has them at seven and a half. Uh, so, you know, maybe they do get that eight wins, nine wins. I feel like is, is kind of what I'm anticipating here. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I have like maybe nine, maybe they do sneak in the playoffs. Maybe they don't. I definitely see them as a fringe team. So, but I a hundred percent agree lions. I think, you know, they have the least amount of question marks, uh, this this division can be interesting, right? It can definitely flip. Maybe Jordan Love does continue this whole uh, uh, Packers uh, fiasco of them just having quarterbacks to become Hall of Famers. Uh, we just haven't seen anything to say that, though. you know. And uh, like you were saying, Christian Watson, explosive wideout, had a tremendous second half of the season, but he had a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to him, uh, again, in the second half of the season where I think the Packers won like five games straight or something like that, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, great defense. Probably the best defense in this entire division, I feel like. But at the same time, their their offense is going to be a little anemic. I feel like everybody's just going to, you know, uh, just keep the safeties in the box, I feel like. And uh, just make sure that Watson is covered. I, I think that's basically it, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I have the same kind of setup there. But I honestly would not be surprised if the Packers were to pull something off there. Uh, I'm not necessarily, I don't know uh, if Matt LaFleur is actually a good coach or, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is actually, you know, uh, just just was tremendous and everything under him. So that's where I kind of have the question marks there. Oh, maybe the Packers do, uh, you know, pull off so- something in this division. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, Lions, number one. Maybe Bears, Vikings, switch it, uh, you know, alternate there but yeah uh for me it's hard to pick the packers i feel like just with that offense and questions on there with jordan love but come on man the bears you know dj moore and, and i think this whole thing like with matt eberflus right he is like that defensive coach and that's where it's like he's i i hope he's communicating with ryan poles of like yeah we don't necessarily need to be like trading for chris chris jones or we can use these hodgepodge of you know middle uh you know, mid-level uh, talent, I guess, uh, on the defensive side. And we'll get enough sacks and pressure in there. But as long as you have an awesome secondary, awesome linebacker crew, you know, we'll be fine. So maybe that is a conversation that's be t- uh, that they're having right now. Glad that they got Naguakwe, Somebody that's just like, hey, all I do is get sacks. That's it. I'm like, great. We need that because I feel like on the edge, we just have a lot of question marks there. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I do feel pretty good on, on at least the run part a little bit. Uh, I know you were a little bit pessimistic there, but I feel like the linebacker crew that we have uh, did sign Billings, I believe. And then we also have um, Jervon Dexter and then Zach Pickett. I think both those uh, two defensive tackles uh, fare pretty well on, on the run, I think from what I heard or saw uh, statistically. So yeah, I feel a bit more optimistic. I'm going over on the seven and a half, but Yeah. It's, it's, am I going to place a bet on it? Maybe not, but yeah, I, I I would, I would, if I were a bet, I'd probably go over. So yeah. It sounds
0: good. Um, moving on to the South. (laughs) Um, I think this division again, you know, next to the AFC South is going to be one of the worst in the NFL. Um, I have the new Orleans saints at the top of the division. Um, I think it's, you know, largely in part to their defense. I mean, now, a lot of their key components on defense are starting to age. You know, Cameron Jordan, um, DeMario Davis, uh, Marcus May. I mean, they're kind of getting up there in age, but in the same sense, like, their unit as a total, you know, um, you, know uh, you know, unit, I think, in general, still ranks pretty high. I think that they can hold it together, fortify, you know, themselves against some of their opponents here in this division or aren't going to be coming with. You know the most dynamic of offenses in the NFL. Um, I think on the offensive side of the ball, it's interesting that they brought over Derek Carr. I think he's a really competent passer. Um, whether or not that's always translated into wins um, hasn't really always been the case. But I do think they have enough of a roster there to make things interesting. I'll have obviously Chris Olave um, to start the year. I'll have Jamal Williams and Kendry Miller. They'll bring back Alvin Kamara. Taysom Hill is kind of a do it all. You know tight end quarterback, running back type. So it seems like they've got some interesting pieces there that they can, you know, kind of work with, get them settled in. And, you know, of the other teams, I think that they will be, you know, the best of them. Now, you know, is that translating into nine wins, 10 wins? Like, it's probably on the low side of being 500, but I think they get there. Um, after that, I have Maybe a little bit of a shock. I'm not sure, but the Carolina Panthers at number two. You know, they're coming with a defensive unit that's, you know, some are ranking in the top five as, you know, in terms of overall. Um, Some are a little bit more modest in saying they'll be top fifteen. But any way you slice it, I mean, people are pretty high on them having, you know, Bryant Burns at, you know, end, and you got J.C. Horn um, at cornerback. I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty bullish on their front four and kind of um, their ability to cover in the secondary, too. So, you know, then it kind of translates over to the off- offensive side of the ball. I mean, Bryce Young, he'll be in his first year. Um, you know, I'm sure he's going to have his struggles. Uh, I'm sure he's going to you know take his lumps. But, you know, hopefully guys like Thielen, Chark, I mean, bringing over Miles Sanders to be. You know, hopefully a do-it-all-back for him. Hayden Hurst is a professional at tight end. I mean, they've got some some notable veterans there, some notable guys that he can go to. Um, their offensive line grade's out pretty well. Um, they definitely drafted in the first round there, I think in the past two seasons. So they have some guys on the line that are interesting to, you know, offer Bryce with that protection. But again, I think I'm I'm kind of putting them in second in one of the worst divisions in the NFL. So like the Tennessee <laughs> Titans, I don't think, you know, getting past the six, seven win mark is, is, is really where they're going to be. So they're, they're probably going to be around there. If I had to take a wild guess, uh, at number three, and this was close with Carolina of the Atlanta Falcons. I think that on the positive side, it seems like they're returning a lot of, you know, uh, their offensive, you know, mix from last year. Um, you know, they bring back Drake London, uh, they bring back Kyle Pitts, they had Desmond Ritter get some good action last year. Arthur Smith is starting to establish a run-first identity over there. Tyler Algier was doing the majority of that work last year. Obviously, you splash in the you know first-round pick in Bijan Robinson this year. Uh, that might take that offense to a completely different level. Um, I think my bigger concerns come on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're ranking in the bottom five for total defense, uh, kind of projections going into this year. So... That's a bit worrisome, um, at least for Atlanta. I mean, I think that, you know, offensively, you know, they could be a pretty exciting team. I think they also added Jonu Smith and Mac Collins from the Raiders. So, you know, they've got some extra pieces to go along. Maybe it's Desmond Ritter who's, you know, taking that extra step, even though I can kind of see it again, topping out at a 6-7 win, you know, type of season for them. But they do have Taylor Heineke, you know, backing up Ritter, who they brought over from the Commanders and, you know, taylor heineke on talent alone you know borderline starter in the nfl but i do think he's super gritty he's a really good leader he's got a lot of heart so you know he was able to take um i think you know for his run with the commanders i think he might have been above 500 um you know so i i think there's i think there's enough there to kind of see some of the building blocks that the falcons are are, are kind of you know starting to move forward with but in the same sense i think that just defensively, they're just going to be such a liability that I just don't think they'll be able to stop many teams on the other end. So um, that's where I kind of have my doubts. And then, um, you know, finally, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, a brady bunch. It's, you know, coming in with Baker Mayfield, possibly Kyle Trask, you know, behind center. I mean, that's just right there and right then. I feel like that's where I kind of stopped having, you know, any sort of optimism, enthusiasm around this bunch. I think their position players are – you know, at the best, all pros. And, you know, at the very worst, they're, they're, you know, um, you know, very good professionals at this point. I mean, Mike Evans is getting up there a little bit in age. Um, Chris Godwin's, you know, dealt with a handful of injuries. You know, they do have Rashad White, who's interesting. I I think they have, you know, some really good position players, but if you don't have a guy, you know, consistently getting the ball to you and kind of, you know, limiting the turnovers, I think that's going to be you know, just a just a really long season in Tampa. Um, you know, lucky for them. You know, Bowls has put together some really solid defenses over there. I think they're grading out in the top ten in defense. Um, on their end, I think their defensive line is is probably the weaker you know point of their team. But in the same sense, um, you know, I think if anything, the defense is going to keep them close enough in some of these you know games against you know intra division opponents. But in the same sense when they get outside that division. I think they're just going to be toast and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking like a top five uh, draft pick this year is in the cards for, for the bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. Why wouldn't you, Uh, this is a great draft. I think for quarterbacks, right. That a lot of teams are, are like tanking, you know, the Cardinals, they're definitely tanking for uh, Caleb Williams there. So I, Yeah, no, I, I actually agree a hundred percent with all your picks here. So and it's it's interesting because this division, right, I think remember last year, I think what I think the team that won, uh who I forgot was it the Bucks that won. Did they win I think they had eight wins or something like that. Uh there was such a small variance between uh all you know, the top team and the, and the bottom team. I think it was like seven and ten and eight and nine or something like that, right? So uh I agree, though, one hundred percent on on everything on on your rankings here. Saints, honestly, just the least amount of question marks. The uh, best quarterback, I think, in the division, having some weapons there. The key thing, obviously, is health. They are getting older, uh, so you know that's that's just something I think to worry about there. But they 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 just have enough talent, I feel like, to get them over the hump. Uh, weakest schedule, I think, in terms of rankings in the entire NFL. So obviously, playing in a weak division that definitely helps. Uh, Panthers, uh, I I think I looked this up. They have on Madden actually. They have like thirteen eighties, 80s and above. So they're actually pretty like you know deep. Maybe not the most high level talent, right? But yeah, they, I think they have the same amount of eighties as like uh, I don't know, like the Bills, like some some of those uh, good teams, right? Obviously the Bills having Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, etc. But still, this team actually has some pretty good depth overall. Uh, but yeah. Rookie quarterback, Bryce Young. Falcons, I want to like him, but like you said, the defense, so many question marks. Offense looks pretty... Uh, that's going to be interesting, right? With Bijan and um, Pitts, uh, Drake London as well. Ritter, we'll see what he's got. And I, I agree with you on the Bucs. Uh I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Like, I looked at all the stats, right? With Evans, Godwin, uh, and then, I don't know, his... Uh, uh is is Rashard White is, is he gonna do anything? Like I don't he doesn't look too explosive. So I have them last. Defense will keep him in the games, like you said. But yeah, man, I agree with you. Uh on these rankings here.
0: Fair enough. Um moving on to the NFC West. Um, you know, I I think again the, the bottom two teams in this division are vying for top five you know, draft lottery slots. I mean, this is a, you know, looking at the Rams and Cardinals at the bottom there, you know, Stafford, we're just not really sure. Can he stay healthy for an entire season? You know, he's dealt with a lot of, you know, back issues, other injuries throughout his career. Um, He also just doesn't have a lot of support around him. I mean, Cooper cup, Tyler Higbee, like that's nice. Cam Akers could be interesting. Um, Beyond that, you've got Ben Skoronic, Van Jefferson, Kyron Williams. It's like, there's just not a lot to get excited about on the offensive side for them on defense. They've lost a ton of, you know, their, their best players. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd are now gone. Um, Aaron Donald is the only thing kind of being the linchpin to, you know, keeping them probably uh, on the field itself. So I, I think that, you know, from a lot of rankings, I've seen they're a bottom three defense projected for this year. I mean, that's terrible. And, you know, with an aging offense as well, it's like, I just don't think it's going to be a lot of fun out in L.A. Um, for any of the Rams fans. Um, Cardinals, as we mentioned, I mean, they recently released Colt McCoy, uh, somebody who could at least be competent in, you know, passing the ball to Marquise Brown and getting the ball to, you know, James Conner or, um, you know, really whoever else. I mean, they bring in um, Josh Dobbs and they have, you know, rookie Clayton Tune kind of, you know, vying for... You know the starting job at this point, and uh, you know I think guys like Rondell Moore are going to be wondering, you know, how their stats going to look at the end of the year if uh, their quarterback's, you know, always on his back. So um, it's going to be pretty ugly, I think, in Arizona. I mean, very, very ugly. Not only on the offensive side of the ball, where they're, you know, being projected to be in the bottom four of the league, but they're also, you know, being projected as the worst defense and having the worst defensive line in the NFL. So, um, needless to say, none of those teams are even going to sniff you know, contention or, you know, 500 level, you know, play. I mean, it's going to be bad. So it leaves me with San Francisco um, and Seattle, and I have them ranked in that order. I think San Francisco is incredibly deep on its defensive line. Um, they bring over Javon Hargrave. They steal him from the rival Eagles this year. I mean, returning guys like Fred Warner, you um, this is going to be uh, a kind of a, you know, revenge type of year for them. I think they're going to come out extremely hungry. Um, Brock Purdy gets another year in, hopefully, you know, his UCL injuries is is starting to repair itself, but, you know, even on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you got to knock on wood that CMC stays healthy this year. Um, they still, you know, bring back Debo, Iuke, George Kittle. They've got Elijah Mitchell at backup at running back. I mean, I just feel like, This team, you know, hopefully can just stay healthy uh, all the way through or can all get healthy around playoff time because if they are, they're going to be one of the most dangerous you know, teams in the league. Um, They recently traded uh, even Trey Lance to, you know, kind of shore up uh, Sam Darnold as their backup. So I think that, you know, Shanahan really sees something in Sam Darnold. I mean, something that I think a lot of folks have wanted to see, but I think maybe he can – Get the most out of him as a backup if Purdy happened to go down. So um, let's just say it doesn't happen. I see. I see San Fran being kind of the cream there, and and then Seattle. I think Seattle is a competitive team. Um, you know, obviously Gino showed out last year. They bring over JSN to pair with their, you know, Lockett Metcalf um, pairing. They have obviously Ken Walker in the backfield. They get um, Zach Charbonnet to kind of you know back him up and kind of add more firepower out of the backfield. Um, I think if they get a knock, you know, the defense, you know, at least from some of the grading I'm looking at is, is kind of putting them, uh, top 20 at best. Um, I think they have some young pieces that are super, um, exciting, especially in the secondary. I think they've continued to load up there with Witherspoon, Woolen, um, and others, but we'll just have to see. Um, I think that they're a playoff team. I think I've got them, you know, uh, taking one of those wild card spots. So we'll get to that in a, in a minute here, but, But that's my NFC West uh, at the outset.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. (laughs) I think, you know, it's pretty clear what the Cardinals are doing. So don't need to knock, you know, or uh, talk about them too much. Uh, Rams, yeah, uh, it it seems like they are trying to figure out, okay, uh, you know, maybe we'll try to give it a little bit of a run if we don't see any momentum whatsoever, yeah, we'll just, you know, kind of see if we can get a top draft pick there as well. See if we can find Matthew Stafford's replacement. We won the Super Bowl, great. But, you know, they got rid of Ramsey and Floyd. So I feel like they're kind of headed that way. And, yeah, it really is going to be Seahawks, 49ers. I've seen some people pick the Seahawks, which honestly, like, they could possibly dethrone the 49ers. I wouldn't be completely surprised. But, you know, again, if I were to bet, I'm going to pick the 49ers like nine out of 10 times because they have the most talented roster uh, out there. Yeah, even with Brock Purdy or, you know, uh, even some sort of medium type of quarterback, they still have the best roster. So I feel pretty good about them winning uh, this division. Uh, Like you said, you know, uh, getting Hargraves right, or Javon Hargrave, I feel like that was an awesome move from them, stealing them from your competition. So, yeah, 100%. This NFC West, I feel like, A lot of people are probably predicting 49ers seahawks rams cardinals here and yeah it it just makes total sense for me so
0: sounds good um moving on to the nfc east i don't have any changes to the um, ordering of the teams uh, based on last year so i'm going right down the board similar as last year i've got philly dallas the new york giants and the washington commanders i have seen all the buzz around dallas i've seen you know, their offensive rankings, their defensive rankings, I mean, they could very well be one of the best defensive units in the NFL. Like, I will not dispute that. You know, they've got, obviously, Parsons, they've got Trevon Diggs, they brought over Stephon Gilmore from Indianapolis. Um, You know, they still have, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Lawrence on the end as well. It's just like, they do have a lot of pieces that you know, probably bring them up in the ratings. I know they had the top you know amount of pressure uh placed on quarterbacks as of last year as a unit i mean i feel like that's exciting you know got you know dan snyder kind of at the helm and you're returning a lot of their starters from last year so they do have a lot of the chemistry continuity baked in um i think the the reason why i have him second even though i think a lot of people want to like kind of push them to the mountaintop is is you got that x factor in dak prescott i mean I, number one, I don't trust it'll stay healthy. I think that's first and foremost. Number two, I just don't think he has the moxie. I don't think he has, you know, the intestinal fortitude. I I just really, there's something about him that I feel like when the big moments come, he kind of, he kind of fumbles and stumbles. And, you know, with everything that I saw from Philly, you know, last year, just Jalen Hurts, his leadership, his aggressiveness, his ability to kind of, you know, take charge and, and kind of run that whole offense both on the ground and through the air. I mean, he's, he's exciting. I, mean, I I think, you know, they, they return a lot of their starters on offense. They've got a completely different mix in the backfield, which I think is also um, something to keep an eye on with the, you know, Deandre Swift and Rashad Penny, who I think might be, you know, the, the workhorse back when he's not, you know, dealing with injuries himself um, could be a little bit of a mixed bag there in the running game, but I think Hertz, does enough um, on the ground himself to make that competent uh, overall. And I think if there's one knock, I mean, we look at the front seven and we kind of, you know, drool because they've got all these all pro, you know, starters, and then they mixed it with a lot of, you know, Georgia talent um, as well. So it's kind of like they continue to, you know, Fill fill slots where they need to, like Javon Hargrave leaves, and they bring over, uh, you know, Jalen Carter to kind of fill that spot, or Jordan Davis, you know, a, a drafted a rookie from the year prior. So it, it's all interesting. I think the knock that I get to is the secondary. You know, Slay and Bradbury are in their thirties now. They lost uh, CJ to the Detroit Lions, uh, who you know might be one of their rivals this year in the NFC. So I think that's where the analysts start to like. Pin the, the Cowboys up with the Eagles, but at the end of the day, I mean this Eagles team is pretty tenacious. if anything, you know they struggle a little bit with elite quarterbacks like a Patrick Mahomes, but you know if they can just do what they normally do, I think you know you know outside of that elite quarterback coming to town or whatever it could be, I mean, I' still find them being like an eleven possibly twelve win team, you know,
1: yeah yeah, I mean, Eagles, I think for me, yeah, I, I got the Eagles on top, Cowboys, and then I got the commanders actually. and then uh Giants, the funny thing with the Giants, and I don't I'm, I might get flack from the Giants fans on this. They have a better team than they did last year. They just have a really hard schedule, I feel like compared to some of their uh, co- uh, some of their comrades in their in in their division. um so yeah, i I have the Giants finishing last here, but uh, they might have the same record though. I think it's the funny part as last season is just that, you know, they have a better roster like with Waller now and such, but anyway, yeah. I that that's a, I think where I landed there, but uh yeah, for me I, it has got to be the Eagles uh for sure. Uh like you said the defensive line, the talent that they have there, even though they have a, you know a little bit of a, I guess an aging secondary some, they have enough talent I feel like to kind of just overcome some of that. Um Prescott still is talented. And it'll be interesting what happens with the Cowboys. With I think uh, Michael Parsons moving strictly to the defensive end now. I think he stated that, and that's also where the, all the money is at. And uh, that in that Dan Quinn defense. And then um, you know Tony Pollard. Like I can go on with regards to all of the Cowboy uh, talent that they have there. You know we'll see what happens. I guess without Kellen Moore uh, and, and kind of that whole thing that they were doing over there. I feel like, but uh, yeah. Uh, I just have, I guess, you know, Eagles overcoming uh, any of those obstacles there, continuing on. Although they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinators, actually there. So, um, and then at Commanders, I I don't know if I'm like jumping on the Sam Howell train or whatever, but I feel like he'll he'll do enough for that team, and I think that team it's really talented. It really is. Uh, one the, you know, one of the best I think front sevens in all of football underrated uh and then they have enough offensive talent i feel like to you know make some differences there so yeah i feel like commander's gonna take a little bit of a step i feel like but uh at the same time giants fans you know it's hard for me not to go against brian dable he's such a talented good coach so yeah
0: yeah, and I guess that's where I neglected to cover the you know the bottom two teams in this division. Uh, no slight against either of them because I think this is one of the better divisions in the NFC. Um, I think with the Giants, I think I, I'm starting with the coach. I mean, Dable's ability to kind of you know see the pros in Daniel Jones and and kind of try to maximize you know where he has those strengths. I mean, I think you know returning Barkley and um, you know adding some new weapons to the wide receiving core with Waller and Hyatt think that could be fun. Um, the defensive side of the ball, um, this is one of the units that's kind of graded in the lower uh, third of the league. So I think overall, it's going to take great coaching and scheming to kind of get them over the top. Um, but I do think they have some interesting pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is one of the best interior uh, defensive interior linemen in the game. And, you know, they still got uh, Kaivon Thibodeau. And, um, you know, I think they have Leonard Williams is also one of their interior linemen, too. So it's, you know, I think on their front four at least they're pretty formidable um everything else i think has some question marks washington the reason why i haven't been last is because i'm not really sure what to expect from sam howell um you know again he could have he could have ability um he could be somebody who you know turns into being a competent quarterback i feel like he has the ability to use his legs um as well as his arms so i just think it's you're going into you know year one basically and Um, I think that's a lot to ask of him, especially in what I think is one of the hardest divisions in the game, uh, especially when you're facing Philly and Dallas a couple times. uh, That might be a lot to take on. And I know they've got Jacoby Brissett as well, but it's just hard to, it's hard to say that, you know, the defense alone is going to be enough to, to, to get them winning ball games. And, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin starting off with turf toe. I don't know how long it lasts, but if he's not at full strength too, I mean, that's a huge knock to the offense. So guys like Jahan Dotson and, um, you know, Curtis Samuel really have to step up to kind of cover some of those losses, but you know, all things, you know, all this being said, I think that, you know, I've got, I've got three of these teams going to the playoffs. My top three are, um, similar to last year. Um, it was hard for me to get creative in the NFC just based on really how bad it is compared to the AFC. Like if you really look at it, it's, it was tough for me to think about who's going to make the playoffs uh, once we got into wildcard slots over there. But, man, it, it's it's not looking too pretty.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this definitely is a tough—the uh, NFC definitely was tough. And, yeah, for me, I was like, well, I got to have the Bears in here somehow, so somebody's going to have to get screwed, I feel like. So, yeah, I had Seahawks, Niners, and then, yeah, out of the NFC East, I did want to put the three teams in there. But, yeah, I think I had to put the Bears in there, so I had Cowboys And just the Eagles and then Saints and then Lions and Bears there at the NFC North. So, but yeah, that this NFC definitely is tough. I think, you know, a lot of people are predicting it's going to be like a Niners Eagles, uh, like trajectory that way. But I don't know. Uh, it'll be competitive, I think. But yeah, those two teams I feel like are just on a different stratosphere, uh, you know, right now. So,
0: yeah. So I guess, I guess with that, um, you know, maybe we start to segue into our, our playoff predictions. I mean, I feel like we've each kind of set up our divisions. We've, you know, batted ideas back and forth here. Um, however you want to do it. I mean, we can um, cover both conferences and just kind of spitball it. If you want to walk through the AFC to start.
1: I mean, that's yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go through the AFC kind of share like my thought process on the whole thing. Um, you know, uh, who's going to have the best record? I think Like, who's going to have home field advantage, I think is going to be really important here. And that for me, you know, in this really competitive conference, I'm still going to have to pick the Chiefs. Like, I, know, I try to rationalize all of the other teams. I really did. I tried to rationalize the Ravens. It's like, maybe they do stay healthy, right? But, you know, they got a young defense. Maybe it's not. it's just not their time. Uh, I think the one team that I thought you know maybe they can do it is obviously the Bengals, right? Um, they have beaten the Chiefs before. They have gone to the Super Bowl before. I think this is a more talented team than they've had in year in the previous years. Honestly, uh, you know their their defense and younger secondary. They have a couple more seasons under their belt. So that was definitely the one team I think uh, would challenge them. And I'm probably anticipating some sort of you know, again, some sort of, uh, cheese versus like Bengals type of matchup there. Uh, again, with respect to the Bills, so that definitely is where I feel like, uh, I, yeah, is probably the main matchup there. And I, I had honestly, I went back and forth as we were talking, uh, on this podcast, like cheese, Bengals, Chiefs, Bengals. I had to go with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs here. So my AFC <laughs> champs, yeah, going, going, uh, back to Arrowhead there.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I think that's a, a good debate to have internally. And, you know, those guys have definitely had their battles so far um, here early on in their careers. But I guess the way that my AFC gets set up, I have Buffalo getting a first round buy again. I think they're strong enough on both sides of the ball to take care of business during the regular season, get themselves a pretty spot there and kind of move on. Um, I have some knockoffs happening in the first round. I have Miami Kind of traveling on the road to Jacksonville to you know face the three seed Jags and I have Miami going over I think uh, Jalen Ramsey coming back at the end of the year is going to add a boost I think the running back trio will probably get healthy could we see a Jonathan Taylor trade at some point I mean Dolphins have been rumored to be the only team really firing over credible offers there so if Jonathan Taylor comes over at some point you know at the trade deadline or you know mid mid season that could be a completely different team. Uh, and something to look out for, um, you know. I have Casey knocking off the Chargers pretty handily at home, and I have Cincinnati, Baltimore having a good battle, but I but I have Cincy going over. So it basically sets up Miami going to Buffalo, Cincy going to Casey. I love the Bengals this year. I mean, with Burrow and um, you know their trio of wide receivers, just again coming right back, you know, Mixon hopefully staying healthy, um, you know, defense that's that's competent, but you know definitely starting to kind of fade into that. You know, bottom half of the league. The same goes for KC. I mean, elite offense, but defense that may be starting to fade just a touch. Especially, you know, we don't know where Chris Jones is going to be at that point in time. I would think he's on the team. So, you know, just having that all kind of equal. I have I have Cincy knocking them off yet again. Um, you know, in KC, uh, kind of avenging their loss from last season. So, um, you know, we'll see where Cincy goes there, and I have Buffalo taking care of business against Miami in a very cold setting out in Buffalo. Um, It feels like a very comfy spot for them to be in. But, you know, since he went there last year and took care of business made honestly, Josh Allen look pretty stupid. I I just see the Cincy team as being unbelievably motivated after two really deflating ends to their years in the first, you know, the prior two seasons where, you know, the talent is there. The motivation is there. Um, I think they like playing with each other. I mean, the secondary has gone through, a little bit of turnover, but they do have some exciting young guys kind of backfilling some of those slots. So if their secondary can just be okay, I think they have enough in the the front seven there to kind of, to kind of keep them competitive for their offense to kind of do its thing. So um, yeah, I've got Cincy over Buffalo and, and Cincy uh, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: I mean, Hey, I, the common theme I think is since you here, right? Like, yeah, again, I went back and forth on this. Do the chiefs make it pass? Like, I don't know, man. So yeah, I, I, I do like the Bengals. I think, uh, at least to have a good season, a a great season, right? Going to AFC championship. So, uh, yeah, that, I think that's a good pick there. So, but yeah, let's hear about the, uh, what's happening over there in the NFC for you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, based on how the divisions are structured, I had San Francisco being my one seed getting that easy buy. I think they just clean up in their division and kind of get in there pretty, pretty easily. Um, from there on out, I mean, we've got some rematches. I feel like, you know, at least one from last year, and the Jets and the in the Eagles. I think the Eagles take care of business at home. Uh, Dallas, I think, gets a win on the road at New Orleans. Um, I don't I obviously don't have a ton of faith or stock placed on the Saints, other than them winning their division. But I think Dallas is obviously strong enough to maybe get past them in the first round. Um, and then I've got Detroit, um, you know, doing okay against Seattle. I think. I think that'll be a really fun matchup to watch if it comes to be with, with Geno Smith and you know, his offense against Jared Goff and some of you know, his new offensive weapons. I mean, I think, you know, Detroit being at home, maybe having a bit of that momentum on their side this year, some of that some of that grit that they brought over in their new secondary with, you know, guys like Mosley, Sutton, they've got CJ G J, Brian Branch. I mean, I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch and uh you know, I just think Detroit, you know, gets one solid win here uh, for the year, similar to like a Jacksonville Jaguars type type season last year. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, it sets up Detroit going to Philly. I think Philly takes care of them. And then Dallas and San Fran would be just a very interest, uh, interesting conference semi. Um, but I just think San Francisco's got too much, you know, on the defensive side for Dak to handle. And they've got enough on offense, even if I, you know, don't necessarily think, Hurdy will be a pro bowler. I, I still think they have enough there. Um, even if Sam Darnold happens to be the quarterback, I think that could be, um, you know, just just enough offense to take care of business. So um, it sets up a, a 49ers-Eagles rematch, and this time it'll be in San Fran. And I think they avenged their loss from last year. I, I love the Eagles. I really do. Um, but I think the Niners, you know, t- taking Hargrave from, from the competition and then, you know, kind of returning that front seven and having the experience and a lot of um, you know very interesting offensive weapons I think I think they get it done this year and go to the Super Bowl for the NFC.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have I've the I've 49ers here too. Uh so yeah, uh almost the same Super Bowl I feel like. So yeah, uh 49ers here. Uh you know it, it's just hard I think to for like teams that lose the Super Bowl to return to the Super Bowl, right? And then let alone win it. Uh, I, know, I know it's another thing. I think there's been two teams in the entire NFL history that have lost the Super Bowl and then you know won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know there were definitely those Bills teams right uh, in the 90s that lost uh, the Super Bowls in consecutive seasons and such but you know uh, yeah this 49ers team I, I, I think maybe for the next couple years'll we'll probably go back and forth uh, with the 49ers and Eagles uh, is pro- honestly probably what I would anticipate. And, yeah, you know, if the Eagles uh, advance, great, you know, good for them. But, yeah, another season with Brock Purdy, kind of under the, uh, like, a full season now where he's kind of been, you know, the man, essentially. And, uh, you know, with a, a full season, too, with McCaffrey, right, uh, and Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. I feel like, the, yeah, again, this is, like, the most loaded roster, I feel like, in the entire NFL. So that defense just got better. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think the Niners kind of pull away from there. Yeah, get the uh, become get, get a home field advantage and then kind of just run through the playoffs there and, uh, you know, pull through, I think against the Eagles in the conference championship.
0: Gotcha. So I guess that sets up, um, our super bowls respectively. You've got Casey against San Fran. I've got Cincy against San Fran. Um, yeah. How do you see your game going?
1: I gotta go with the Chiefs. It's 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 one of those like redundant things.
0: I, I I definitely felt like,
1: you know, how many uh uh back-to-back champions uh, has there been? But at the same time like how much how, how many Patrick Mahomes have have there been? Um they're returning the same essentially the same roster that they had last season. We'll see what happens with Chris Jones, but you know, I definitely feel like he's going to eventually want to, you know, chase for the championship and everything. So uh, I don't think that they'll trade him. I think that would be a stupid move for the the Chiefs, and I, I just don't anticipate that happening. But, you know, well, crazier things have happened in the NFL, I feel like. Uh, but, yeah, Chiefs, Chris Jones will come back. Uh, they'll have that pass rush. Uh, they'll, make, they'll make enough plays. I do not believe in Brock Purdy to make enough plays. Uh, the Chiefs' defense, it always feels like with that Steve Spagnuolo defense, right, is that they always seem to make enough plays when the matter counts in those big games, right? So, you know, we talk about what he did against uh, the Patriots and Tom Brady and stuff with those uh, Giants defenses. You know, that's definitely where I feel like, uh, you know, the the Chiefs kind of had that, I don't want to say advantage, but like that definitely is a difference maker, I feel like. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs here. Uh, Sorry, Brock Purdy, I just don't think you got it. And sorry, Christian McCaffrey and the rest of the team. Uh, again, the most talented team, but uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes at Magic. I'm gonna go with him this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're basically talking about the same narrative, just just two different teams, and I feel like two very similar type constructed teams. I mean, I feel like you know they're they're going very pass heavy, offense heavy um, defenses that you know maybe fall somewhere in the middle of the league. Um, you know, going up against an elite defense with a pretty darn good offense is just, it kind of just comes down to quarterback play. And I think a lot of what you're saying, you know, registers with me. Like, I think that Brock Purdy, you know, showed us that he's capable of obviously going undefeated in the regular season and, you know, being competent and up until his, you know, his arm kind of, you know, uh, started to detach itself there. But uh, it, you know, I think this is kind of a building block here for him, you know, going through the playoffs, showing that he can win games, uh, you know, building that confidence. I think that, you know, he can be a competent starter in the NFL. He could be maybe good to very good. I don't know what his upside or what his ceiling truly is just yet, but, you know, I, I know what Burroughs is, and he's, he's, his head's hitting the ceiling. So it's like I just feel like there's been too many of these tough luck losses that he's taken already he's been in the show he's been in that big game he knows what it's like to lose in that big game he 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 kind of almost tasted it last year with you know the roughing the kicker penalty at the very end uh just kind of took them out of that game it's like he's just so close and you know i've got a lot of stock in him just in general i just really like his his attitude and kind of his ability to just sling it all over the field um in these type of games i would normally side with the team with the superior defense but i just feel like there's just too much um i think team camaraderie at this point i think they all kind of know that their window might be closing pretty soon after this year i mean some point you know guys are going to want extensions or, or you know need to be signed and stuff and you know, the, the, it'll just, you know, take them some iterations to get themselves uh, maybe to a new window of contention or, you know, just a different evolution of that team. So I think I think this court knows that and, and they're going to bank on it this season.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, and I, I I probably carry the same sentiments, I think, with the two teams you had there. Like if if the the Bengals get in there, like, they're going to win it. I feel like uh, they've gone through so many things with regards to. You know, uh, losing a Super Bowl and then also, you know, uh, their their competition against the the Chiefs, right? It it, it 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 just seems like they're almost due for a championship. Uh, and then yeah, this is I feel like they're I'm gonna say that they're like their last chance. I definitely feel like you know having if, as long as they have Burrow, as long as they have Chase, you know, in a decent line, and then uh, their defense, you know, some of the uh, the staples that they got there, they're gonna make runs, but um, this is as good of a receiver core as I th- I think, uh, Joe Burrow is ever gonna have in his career. Uh, and then you know with Mixon still like you know healthy, and the and the offensive line with Orlando Brown now, this is as good of a time as as ever. So that's something where I, I felt like man, this Bengals team, uh, there's something to watch. I feel like so yeah. Uh, I think that I think that picks make sense. There. I just don't know if Brock Purdy is going to win a Super Bowl. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't compute for me. So that's all.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we saw with Tom Brady kind of being like <laughs> uninspiring, maybe going into the the Super Bowl in his first in his first uh, his first one there against the Rams. I mean, I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks. I mean, it was kind of Matt Stafford was kind of a surprise. Not that we didn't know who he was or what you know his abilities truly were, but there. There are some of those years where it's like there's just enough roster around the quarterback where they manage the game, you know they they just kind of make it happen and uh, you know they can compete in there. I mean Jake Delhomme, Trent Dilfer. I mean there's been some some interesting you know Rex Grossman. There's been some interesting cats under center, uh, you know, come Super Bowl time. So uh, I think Purdy, I think Purdy's like really starting to build a name for himself already, but it's still too early to understand like really what is his ceiling
1: yeah and he yeah to to the credit like he did make some plays against the eagles right until yeah he basically lost his arm and yeah they couldn't throw with they didn't have anybody to actually throw the ball so uh (laughs) yeah it it definitely uh i feel like with purdy it's just a lot of unknown but to your point uh, anything can happen in football right so so
0: we'll see um so, I guess with that, um, did you have any other thoughts about the playoffs or the regular season or anything that we didn't really cover up to this point?
1: I mean, it'd be crazy, like, you know, if any of the teams we basically just didn't mention, right, uh, were not to go to either the Super Bowl or conference championships. But, um, yeah, I guess my question, like, do you have, you know, you, you think you touched on a few, but yeah, is there like a, a surprise team that you think you want to highlight or a team that you think could, you know, maybe make a run either from the AFC or the NFC. I
0: mean, my complete dark horse this year is the Miami Dolphins. I feel like I'm I'm very bullish on them. I think you know, it may take a little bit of time to see what their complete roster looks like. I think that um, you know, Tua staying healthy is a complete X factor. I just felt like at the start of last year, we watched them kind of come out of the gates, beat Buffalo at home. Um, I believe they then again beat them on the road or um, started taking down some other bigger opponents. I was like, man, this team is coming out hot. you know. And then all the two concussions started to hit and it just kind of derailed that entire team and kind of the, you know, the mojo of that team. But, but still, I, th- I felt like they fought till the very end. They got into the playoffs. Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, prove that he doesn't need Patrick Mahomes to be a complete game changer. Uh, you know, I just think coming into this year, the defense is a little bit stronger. They need to get Ramsey back. So, you know, if all these things start to happen toward the end of the year, where it's like they're starting to add those pieces, maybe they make a big trade or two. We don't really know, but I'm actually, you know, looking at Mike McDaniel's and how he kind of goes about his business. He seems like he's got a lot of swagger and like I don't think he's afraid of the moment. I don't think he's afraid to to make some pretty crazy calls and, you know, so it'll just be a fun year for them. I think they've got enough talent to, to get it done. just, it'll just take all that. It'll just take them, you know, kind of, you know, maybe just finding their way in the playoffs any way they, you know, they really can. And then from there, you know, just start, just start going upset by upset. But yeah, if I, I had, I had a look at them for a while uh, going into Buffalo and, you know, there's, there's something about Buffalo where it's like, I think they're, a very strong team, but I think there is a little bit of a deer in the headlights in, in them, you know, just kind of, you know, Josh Allen, not taking that aggressive next step. And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks like that. So, um, yeah, keep your eye on Miami. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't have them making them playoffs necessarily, but I I definitely feel like out of all the teams, like they can just run and like, get it, you know? So, and Mike McDaniels is hilarious too. So I feel like he would, he would make like a great like playoff, uh, you know, little snippets here and there and a little quirks. Like I, I just love his attitude on that. So really much like a, like a geek or nerd uh, as an NFL head coach. So um, that definitely is a fun team to watch uh, regardless of, you know, if they make it to the playoffs or not. So
0: yeah. How about you? Did you have any dark horses or teams to kind of keep an eye on uh, throughout the year?
1: Well, I mean, I, I I guess the Bears basically, <laughs> like you know, for me, uh, Matty improves that defense. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the best defensive front. And I, I think that's you know one thing we've all kind of acknowledged. But you know, a talented young secondary. Uh, uh, you know, they they signed two uh, like potential All Pro uh, linebackers there, and then you know their defense. Uh, their, their defensive line—they definitely have some. I feel like weaknesses there, but uh, some, oh, you know, decent, I guess, uh, run stoppers, and then uh, potentially some pass rushing. But yeah, it's it's a wait, and we'll see. So I, I think they can do enough though on the defensive side with Matt Eberflus as a coach. Uh, but yeah, I think Justin Fields—he's going to be an X factor. Uh, Love what I saw with him and uh, DJ Moore. So for me I feel pretty optimistic, I think, about the Bears. Um, but yeah, the injuries, I think, you know, to the to the offensive line, that that certainly has me for concern a little bit there. So but overall I feel like Justin Fields is gonna have an exciting season. As long as he stays healthy, as long as he's able to slide and then, you know, make some uh is able to do a check down for God's sake. I, I feel like he can uh you know, that, that team with Justin Fields there uh can make a can can make a run there. So
0: well, I'm hoping for it. I mean, if they shatter any of my expectations, I'll I'll be happy with that. And you know, obviously, if they make the playoffs, that'd be that'd be incredible. Um, so yeah, I hope this is like a fast track type of season. It's not just another building block year, but you know, if they can really turn it up and take a real leap, that'd be awesome. Especially knowing that we hold you know Carolina's rights in, in some of you know next year's draft. I mean, that'll be a lot of fun to see. You know. Where they end up and, and how we can kind of keep building this moving forward but no it sounds pretty good um you know really good overview of the nfl um, based on you know team standings and also the playoffs um kind of looking at some of the awards i mean we could just go down the line here but um kind of kicking it off who do you have as your nfl mvp this year
1: yeah and you, you kind of teed it up i think with uh all you know all this love from the Bengals. i feel like that we've been giving I got Joey Burrow, like, you know, like we mentioned, he, he has an offensive line now. He's got an offensive line now, I feel like. Uh, can they be healthy, like, going to the playoffs? That's the big question, because last season, uh, they ran into some injuries on the offensive line, and, you know, that, I feel like that's kind of what cost them a little bit there. So, uh, but, you know, Orlando Brown, a uh, really big guy there. Uh, and with uh, all those all that wide receiver help, I feel like he's gonna, you know, now it's what like year four I think or something like that for him. I think he's gonna ball out. I think he's gonna get five thousand yards. Things gonna get 30, 40 maybe touchdowns or something like that. Uh, still has you know mix in there, uh, to help out, you know, spell, spell, you know, spell them from I guess like the defensive line just, you know, completely doing a complete pass rush on them. So, uh, I feel like they just have enough talent there for. Uh, on the defensive side for Joe Burrow to get those touchdowns, to get those opportunities, and then also have the talent to actually execute on the offensive side. So, yeah, I got Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't know. Do, do, do you have anybody else that isn't Joe Burrow? Because I feel like it's 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 going to be a hard pill to swallow for anybody not Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, no, for me, it's Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's like a, a complete slam dunk. I, I like how things are trending for him this year, especially getting Jamar Chase back healthy. Obviously, like you said, new tackle. You know, if Mixon happens to miss games based on um, some of his legal issues, like they could completely just go past. I mean, they're not going to be probably handing the ball off 20 times to Chris Evans or you know Chase Brown, whoever else they got in the backfield. So in a lot of senses, you know, without Mixon, the team without Mixon could actually even probably improve his passing numbers, improve his passing uh, you know, uh, scores and all that. So I've got Burrow, you know, edging Patrick Mahomes. I think you could pencil in Patrick Mahomes every single year as NFL MVP. And I don't think anyone would really question it. But, you know, sometimes the voters and sometimes the league, you know, want to want to give a new person the opportunity to have that honor. And I think Patrick Mahomes will kind of be, you know, the goat in that situation. Like, just, Hey, I know I'm, I'm like MVP at heart here, but yeah, you can, you can have the award. So yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, with some of the odds makers here and, and pick Joe Burrow too.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, similar wide receiver core as I think he had last year. I think, you know, the key difference was I think J.J. Smith-Schuster, but apart from that, like very similar, uh, wide receiver core there. Um, I think another name just to toss it out there or a couple names, maybe, uh, I I I have thought about Justin Herbert, right? It's like I think he got hurt uh, a couple of times last season, right, and missed a couple games there. So you know, full season with that squad, you know, we'll see what happens with what Kellen Moore can do, right? Uh, you know, I, I I think Kellen Moore got a lot of the blame, I feel like, uh, in Dallas, uh, some warranted, some not. So, but I think with this talented this this talented team that he has with the Chargers, I feel like there can be uh, some explosion in terms of the offensive side, you know, with the weapons of, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they have Quentin Johnston, uh, you know, and a pretty decent offensive line as well. And then, yeah, El Eckler. So that's definitely, you know, you know, one name. And then uh, another name out there is uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, if he can be healthy, if in, under this new system with Todd uh, Monk and Wright uh, passing a little bit more. Uh, I feel like he he, he could do it uh, again with the wide receiver talent, but um, we'll see. Again, I'm betting on Joe Burrow, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of poten- uh, potential uh, prospects out there for MVP.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd say Jalen Hurts uh, also could find his you know name in that mix. Josh Allen, and then like you're saying, if the Bears make the playoffs. Justin Fields is probably going to get some both there because if they happen to make the playoffs, he'll have a huge part in that and his rushing numbers will probably show, uh, pretty favorably, but yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, my gut here and, you know, kind of, kind of stay with Burrow, but, um, yeah, but yeah. Um, how about your offensive player of the year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know
1: if this has ever happened, but I, i'm I'm actually gonna go with Jamar Chase here. So I don't know. I think you kind of convinced me a little bit there of, you know, oh, uh, maybe <laughs> Joe Burrow, you know, with Higgins and such compared to Justin Jefferson., uh, maybe he's gonna he's gonna be able to find Chase a little bit more. So uh, I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. I think the odds makers have both Jamar Chase actually and Justin Jefferson with the same odds from what I, last time I checked, so which is pretty interesting. But, you know, Jamar Chase, I, I think one thing to consider, too, is, like, how many times has there been, you know, uh, back-to-back Offensive Player of the Years, right? Not too often. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like amongst everybody, Jamar Chase probably is the best possibility. I don't feel too good about any of the running backs, really. You know, unless, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if he joins... Uh, was it the Packers or maybe the Miami Dolphins? I don't know, some team that just he just explodes out on. But I don't I don't anticipate that happening. So, yeah, Jamar Chase, I, I think, is probably who I'm looking at there for Offensive Player of the Year. What about you?
0: Um, I actually did go with the running back in this situation. Um, I picked Nick Chubb. And I picked Chubb because Cleveland has the number two ranked offensive line in the game. Um, I think Deshaun Watson does enough with his feet and hopefully with his arm to open up a little bit more space for, for Chubb, but essentially Chubb has zero competition. He's been a bell cow. He's been healthy. He always puts up, you know, 1200 yard plus seasons as a running back. Um, this might be a year where he completely, you know, breaks through the ceiling. I mean, he has no more Kareem Hunt to deal with. He's going to get the lion's share of all those carries. You know, I even think, you know, some of his hedgebacks, the guys that are, you know, kind of, you know, backing him up are really not going to get a lot of uh, totes. So it's like at the end of the day, I feel like this is going to be Nick Chubb's season that everybody's going to keep their eyes on. Um, You know, if he if he approaches 2000 yards rushing, I, I won't be super surprised. I mean, I feel like. Again, he doesn't do a whole ton when it comes to, you know, receiving out of the backfield and, and, and in that sense. But, you know, I think rushing the ball, pounding the rock, getting those breakaway runs, and then, you know, scoring touchdowns can be what he does all season. And, yeah, and in some ways, I'm a little, uh, you know, um, I, I did have the second overall pick in my fantasy draft. If I, you know, was more at the turn on the back of the first round, I'd have been so happy to get him. But I think he'll, he'll completely, um, outperform uh, a lot of what his fantasy analysts uh, project him doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has like one of the best offensive lines too in the game. So, and you know, maybe, maybe the uh, Cleveland Browns, maybe they're like, you know, we, we want to be a little bit more conservative to Sean Watson, still a little rusty or something like that. Maybe that does happen. So maybe Nick Chubb just, they're like, yeah, let's just run with him with one of the best running backs in the entire game. So, um, I do wonder about his like passing and such a little bit or pass catching, uh, not as a player, but like compared to like, you know, maybe some other players, but, uh, I mean, if Derek Henry, you know, can win, uh, if he can put, like Derek Henry type of numbers, right. Uh, a couple of years ago, I feel like, you know, why not give it to, to Nick Chubb a little bit there. Um, I guess, yeah, I know other names, maybe Christian McCaffrey, right. That, that could be something, you know, with that 49ers team as well. Uh, that was another name I was considering, uh, there. So uh, a full season with them, you know, with one of the best offensive minds out there, I feel like. Um, and then, yeah, Brock Purdy. <laughs> it's like, all right, you're going to trust Brock Purdy with everything? Uh, a little bit of Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, I think we both agree, like, yeah, like Jamar Chase, or he, he could be a good one in there. But yeah, Nick Chubb, uh, yeah, I think that's a solid pick there.
0: You know it'd be really fun too. Um, I don't know if this has ever happened where an MVP is a quarterback, but the Offensive Player of the Year is a quarterback. But I always see MVPs kind of also translating into wins. But if I have the Bears projected below 500, yet Justin Fields sets like the rushing record for a quarterback in a single season and has pretty good passing stats to boot, while he may not win the MVP given where his team's at. Would they see him as being like, hey, you're just the most offensive, you know, explosive offensive player in this game right now? Like, he's just one of those dark horses. I feel like Jalen Hurts is more likely to vie for an MVP than he would an offensive player, uh, unless he got both awards. But yeah, if we were just going off of like sheer output, which I feel like the offensive player of the year really is all about, I mean, Fields might get some votes there.
1: Yeah, honestly, I I feel like Fields he probably does have a better chance of winning offensive player of the year than MVP just cuz it always feels like MVP uh I I think somebody did an analysis of that. I think MVP there was only one time an MVP like uh somebody won it with a losing team. I think it was like Adrian Peterson or something like that. Um I think it was like that mm. season he got like close to 2000 yards and I don't think they had a winning a winning team that season. So, apart from that, it's like okay, you had to have to be breaking a record of some sort or doing like one of these monumental feats or yeah, you're, you're like the best offensive player out there, uh, just racking up yards or touchdowns of some sort. So, and then, yeah, probably winning. So, yeah, I feel like, uh, Justin Fields could potentially, uh, it's just, you know, yeah. MVP definitely is much more of a, uh, yeah, you, you gotta be able to win, but your offensive player, it's like, it's all about the outputs, the yards, fancy value, all that fun stuff. So,
0: no doubt. How about your defensive player of the year?
1: Yeah, defensive player of the year. Um, I mentioned his name before, but Micah Parsons. Uh I think I had him last year and I'm like, damn it, he's gonna get it eventually. So uh you know, I think uh Bosa got it last year. Um I think Parsons might have been second there, but you know, full time defensive end, Dan Quinn uh defense uh, this defense is still going to rank pretty high. I anticipate. So, um, yeah, I I just think Michael Parsons, one of the most talented players out there. But now he's going to be focusing more on the on pass rushing, uh, which he's really good at. So and I just feel like, yeah, he's he's going to you know get a few more sacks here and there, get a few more pressures, make more uh, game altering plays there on the defensive side. So. Um, so, yeah, that's my pick. Uh, but, yeah, who do what do you got for dep- defensive player of the year there?
0: Uh, ditto. Um, do you want to go over the offensive
1: rookie of the year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, let's, let's just keep it rolling. Uh, offensive <laughs> rookie of the year. Man, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to pick, like, the number one guy here. I think everybody's been looking at, like, odds makers and all, but I, there's just so many things going into this person's sphere. Bijan, right? Like, Bijan Robinson. Uh, that team is just so, like, it's, like, basically going to be focused on him. So it would be really hard for him not to win it um i think the one concern right is is injury or maybe teams like almost overstack and just dare desmond ritter to like pass the ball a little bit which hey you know good for the team but you know it might be in the sacrifice of bijan robinson's numbers a little bit um or you know maybe one of the quarterbacks that got taken in the first round maybe they just you know outperform all of them but there's just a lot of question marks i feel like for all of them so yeah, with me, Bijan. I think it's just one of those things that just make the most sense there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp here. I mean, I feel like any of the receivers are kind of being looked at as like number two, number three options. Uh, you know, from this past draft and um, their current offenses. You know, Bijan will have what we think is you know the the three down. You know kind of role there i mean catching balls being an incredible rusher uh hopefully Atlanta is competent enough on offense to to really you know make him a star um which i think he's destined for just based on everything that i've heard about the kid um but if it's not him i mean it's hard not to look over in carolina and think like hey if they get to a second place finish here um you know maybe they start to approach uh you know 500 ball or something and bryce young puts together a competent enough season, like I think he could make a case for himself too. I think of the rookie quarterbacks, um, while I may not see him in the long-term being, you know, a fixture, uh, maybe I don't see the same upside as what I've kind of been hearing. I do like CJ Stroud. I think when, you know, he's able to kind of get himself up to speed, build a team around him somewhat, I think he'll be, you know, what I think is the better prospect of the two, but, all that said, if, if Bryce Young can, can show that he can, you know, be competent and put together a pretty decent first year. I mean, I think he's got a, a, a you know, a puncher's chance too.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a good conversation to have, right. Is who's going to have the better uh, quarterback season uh, from number one and number two picks there, right. With CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. So, uh, cause yeah, both, both offenses, I think, you know, uh, there's there's some weapons here and there's some veteran pres- presences here. There, like we have Robert Woods, uh, for uh, the Texans. You know, Nico's showing some good uh good light there. They also added you know Devin Singletary, and they you know that Houston Texans uh, offensive line is is pretty talented and stacked there. So uh, Dalton Schultz as well. So I feel like there's there's been a lot of good moves. I feel like that the Texans have made. Uh, and then, yeah, we, we, we talked about the Carolina Panthers as well. Previously, you know, pretty decent line overall. Uh, you know, they signed Miles Sanders, who could be a three down back and you know, we'll see how they kind of utilize him there. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Aaron Thielen, DJ Shark. um, you know, there's been some talks about, you know, Mingo, you know, being a little bit kind of like a dark horse. Uh, I don't want to say rookie of the year, just, just a big contributor in terms of uh, wide receiver. So yeah, you know, there's some talent there for both sides. Um, but, you know, if I were to pick on who were to have a better season, I, I would actually pick, uh, even though uh, uh, Bryce Young has, like, Frank Reich and everything over there, I I kind of like C.J. Stroud's chances, I feel like, in terms of just having more passing yards, having maybe a few more touchdowns, uh, and just outperforming. Again, because, you know, best t- left tackle in the game, and then uh, also I, I like their running back room a little bit more, you know, with Singletary and, and Pierce there, too. So. Um, yeah, interesting, I think, what would happen with the offensive rookies there. Uh, one call out, though, is also Zay Flowers. He could be like, uh, I don't know, he's twitchy as hell, and I love it. And, you know, again, if Lamar Jackson's healthy, if, you know, they're they're uh, able to pass effectively, uh, Zay Flowers could be an interesting watch there. But, you know, I think there's a little bit too many uh, wide receivers in that room for, for him to get like a significant um, amount of receptions there. But, yeah, definitely going to go Bijan for me at least.
0: Yeah, and Anthony Richardson, it's like he's obviously the talk of fantasy in terms of like a, mid, a mid-round a mid quarterback flyer and somebody who could be, you know, uh, a great rusher at the quarterback spot. It'll be interesting to see what he does at the NFL level. Um, at the very least, I feel like he's got a pretty decent floor in terms of his rushing ability. He, he might be able to compile a lot of rushing yards over the course of however many games he ends up playing. Um, the passing stats will obviously be the thing that goes under the microscope. I mean, he's got Michael Pittman there, who I think's reliable. But other than that, I mean, Alec Pierce, interesting. Is he, is he elite? Is he, you know, good to above average, like possibly. So we'll just have to see, we'll see how that year plays out in Indy. But no, I think, I think the rookie of the year, I think we've got it. We got it right here on our prediction and uh, we'll keep it at that. Um, how about defensive rookie of the year?
1: Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, you know, for me, it, you know, I thought about um, Will Anderson a little bit, and I, I think he's uh, the, the favorite. But I'm gonna go a little bit of a different route here. I'm gonna go Tyree Wilson. Uh, Tyree Wilson, physical specimen. I think we've, we, you know, we we touched on a little bit on that when we were talking about the draft uh, before. Uh, he, he's in a pretty interesting situation, though. I think there uh, on the Raiders, he's got Chandler Jones, he's got Max Crosby, uh, and he, he, doesn't have to always play on the edge. So I think on passing downs, he, I think he'll be able to, you know, slide into the interior and get some sacks from there too. Uh, you know, with Chandler Jones and then Crosby, uh, on the edges. So, uh, I think that could be an interesting pass rush. So from a numbers perspective, like, you know, I was looking at Will Anderson. I'm like, Teams are gonna like identify him <laughs> right off the bat. They're gonna be like, "All right, we're not gonna let Will Anderson beat us on the on the on the passer side. We're gonna be any. We're not gonna let any of their other players get to the quarterback except will Anderson." But with Tyree Wilson, I feel like it's a little bit different circumstances with those two veterans there. So, me, Tyree Wilson, and I will say I did predict Sauce Gardner, uh, uh last year, so I feel like you know I have a good streak going on now. So yeah, Tyree Wilson, I think uh, defensive player of the year. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, yeah, I like the boldness and the prediction. Um, <laughs> obviously, a very explosive D line candidate uh, coming out of the draft last year. Uh, Bears had their eye on him, obviously, and ultimately passed. Um, I think for me, I mean, kind of looking at what happened last year with the voting, um, obviously, going to Sauce Gardner, Tariq Woolen was in the mix for that. I think maybe voters are starting to change the perspective on what it means to be the defensive player of the year because. I feel like it, it, it tends less to the overall stats and more towards the impact that player had, you know, on his defense. And if there's one guy I'm looking at, and so one guy who slipped through our fingers, um, somebody's going to step into a role that's, that's needed this year with, you know, fill the void of Javon Hargrave. Um, a lot of pressure is going to be placed on Jalen Carter. And obviously I think he's got the talent and the infrastructure around him to just kind of fully succeed from day one, um, so I'm going to go incredibly bullish here. Um, I'm not sure what the odds makers are saying really about this one, but um, I got Jalen Carter. I got Jalen Carter winning the defensive player of the year. I think it's going to be one of the biggest regrets uh, the Bears have made, um, you know, as far as drafting and, you know, doing doing the big trade and everything like that. Um, I just think he lives up to all all the hype, all the expectations, and and we feel that um, in his first season. So, um, so, yeah, I'll leave that, you know, right there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, for the record, I think Jalen, Jalen Carter is actually third. He's actually uh, third uh, <laughs> on the lines for Rookie of the Year. It's Will Anderson, number one. Tyree Wilson, actually, number two. So apparently Vegas uh, has the same thought process as me. And then yeah, Jalen Carter uh, at three. And then Jack Campbell, actually, as well. And then Devin Smith. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting, I think. Because, uh, yeah, he's in a great situation. In a similar situation as... Tyree Wilson with several veterans kind of around him. So, you know, he's going to get some single coverage. And if any, you know, any of the draft scouts are right, like this is the most talented, you know, defensive line prospect in years. So, uh, and if that's going to happen, then he's going to get some sacks, going to get some pressures, going to get some, you know, run stuffing up there. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good pick. And you sound a little bit bitter there, I feel like. so uh yeah no i, I get no, it really? i get it though no. No, Not me. Not me. Yeah. i'm not a bitter
0: Bears fan man not not me not a bitter chicago fan
1: yeah yeah so but yeah no it'd be interesting uh i, I definitely like your bonus of your pick too so
0: man yeah it, it just still it still boggles my mind man and i had that feeling i had on draft day just just feeling like a kid who didn't get what he wanted for christmas like you know opening up the last <laughs> gift and just, just sigh yeah. you know big sigh but uh we'll see man yeah. hopefully darnell wright is is mm-hmm. is like just our cornerstone lineman for for 10 years or more here and jalen carter's a complete bust like i'm really hoping for <laughs> that but yeah it's hard for me to see it but uh Finally on my list of awards, um, I, I put coach of the year. Um, so Wayne, who, who's yours? I got,
1: I got, I got our coach. I got Matt Eberflus. I had to go with him. you know, <laughs> uh, part of it is the record, right? It's like, okay, he got us in the playoffs. So I just sneaked, sneaked right in there, you know, beating out commanders, beating out Vikings, uh, and giants there. So yeah, I, I had to go with Matt Eberflus, um, you know, like I mentioned before, I think with regards to the defense, it always seemed like, you know, when he was at the Colts, he had a reputation of like taking enough talent and just maximizing it there. So, you know, and I, I kind of feel like we're in a similar situation right now, although I feel like, you know, our secondary is pretty good and our linebacking crew is pretty good. It's just our defensive line. It's like, you know, a little bit of a hodgepodge I feel like of, of players there. But yeah, he's a maximizer of defensive talent, you know, last year we traded away all our we traded away like all our veteran presences there right with uh you know with Robert Quinn I think was was a big one there too and then yeah uh, Roquan Smith so it's like yeah we were kind of expecting our our defense and our team to be bad now we kind of went the, the flip side so now it's like you know we we didn't we beat the the 49ers last year that's kind of hard to like recall exactly but we we did beat them albeit it was like in really uh like astronomically different, you know, uh weather conditions, right? So, and that was like before all these trades and stuff were happening. So, that just goes to show of like how much of uh I guess, you know, we were just like we're we're going to tank. We're going to go all Arizona Cardinals this year and just tank. So, Matty Reeves, I feel like he's my pick cuz I think the Bears will have a better season and uh, a big a lot better uh win ratio than they had last year. So, that's my thought there. Uh who do you got for coach of the year for yourself?
0: Yeah, just, just staying in the NFC North. Um, I'm going to take the division winners. Uh, Dan Campbell um, as my, you know, coach of the year. I, I really, after watching the hard knocks last season with that team, um, man, I know they're in our division. They've kind of been the, the punching bag for, for many years there. Uh, it was just, it was just cool to see how he kind of runs his locker room, how he treats his guys, how he, you know, competes with his guys at practice, you know, doing push-up competitions, you know, he is, you know, practicing what he preaches in a lot of ways. And I think that's the ultimate way to gain respect in the NFL. Um, yeah, I just, I think he can really relate and I think it'll transfer, you know, transfer over into this year, translate into, you know, double digit wins. I'm project, you know, projecting out for the Detroit lions. I think they lock up the number three spot, um, in the conference and I think they get their first playoff win in what feels like you know, maybe my entire, our entire lifetime. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think the Detroit lions are on the rise and I think this will be, you know, the first year of kind of that growth for this team. And we'll be interesting to see like how long can golf stay under center for them? And, you know, will there ever be, you know, uh, a next uh, a next step over to like a Hendon hooker or is it somebody else coming in to, you know, be their quarterback of the future. But, you know, if anything, golf is competent and definitely looked very good last year and we'll see if he can build on that.
1: Yeah, no, Dan Kim was an interesting pick. I mean, it's just cause like, I, I feel like he, he, you know, last year. Right. And I don't know why he wasn't acknowledged last year because the Lions made the playoffs. Right. And they had that push, Of just winning in the second half of the season if if i recall correctly so you know last year right it was like i'm looking at the nominations and who the winner was right uh winner was brian dable uh nominees were sean mcdermott doug peterson nick siriani and i'm like uh dan campbell like pulled this team out of you know nobody really predicted them to uh uh perform the way that they did and i i don't i don't get why you know there was not there was not enough conversation there so um, I could see Dan Campbell in a way. I mean, I think a lot of, I think the one thing is like a lot of people are, are projecting the Lions to like win the division, right? So for me, it's like, yeah, whoop you do there. But at the same time, um, I almost feel like this is kind of like a, you know, uh, uh, giving Leonardo DiCaprio the, the Oscar uh, for The Revenant. It's like, this wasn't his best acting job, but you know he deserves it. So uh, I feel like that's what it would be for Dan Campbell just because, you know, when people saw, I think you. I think he he made that like awesome speech, right, where his team won, I think they like won like one or two games, I believe that season. He just made like an awesome speech and everybody was like, oh, this guy's gonna be I think it was like his first season as a coach. And now we've seen that those uh seeds that he instilled in that team culture kind of come to fruition. So um for me, long probably long overdue. did Brian Dable deserve it last year probably. But, yeah, like, he's always been a good coach, and Campbell has, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. They ultimately uh, were 9-8 and eight last year and, and just fell short of the playoffs, but, um, no, I agree with you. I think I think uh, he definitely earned it last year. If he gets it this year, it's kind of making up for last season in a lot of ways, but, um, no, I think of, of the teams that will, you know, appear, you know, higher up in the stands than they usually are, like, a New Orleans, like, I don't think like Dennis Allen may get some votes, but like, again, that's kind of like by default, we're just giving you this because you showed up and, uh, and decided to win the NFC South or something. So it's kind of tough. Cause you still have a lot of these teams that are just, again, they're just penciled in for the one or two seeds and there's nothing else you can really say or do about it. So, you know, it makes this right. kind of a uh, decision you know, tough to tough to, you know, uh, award, I guess, in a sense.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, Alright, uh any team from yeah, the the NFC South, great you won it, but <laughs> you know, uh somebody was about to win it just by default, you know, whether it's Frank Reich and you know the Carolina Panthers or something. So yeah, somebody's gonna win it and yeah. I just doubt anybody's gonna be like, Oh, that that guy was a coach of the year. Like I, I just don't think that's gonna happen. So unless they do win like ten games or something like that, then yeah, uh give them the award. So
0: I think it's kind of a BS award, you know. Just in general, like, why not, treat it like the, why not treat it like the MVP of coaches? Like, why won't you just look at Andy Reid and be like, damn, man, if I had the first pick for a coach, it'd be you. And yeah. it's because you're the one seed and because you won the Super Bowl last year and you've had a yeah. 15-year, you know, remarkable run as the Eagles coach, Chiefs coach. And like, this should really be about that, I think. And I just feel like it's now becoming like the hot potato to the new, you know, the new playoff team.
1: Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent is. I think you're right. You know, I, I think that's the thing. It's like, how many times would uh, Bill Belichick have won the award, though? You know, like over the course of his if, of his career, right? I, I think that's like the one reason why, specifically to the Coach of the Year, because you know, some coaches can be coaching for decades, right? So like Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin hasn't has never won Coach of the Year. Like that's it's it doesn't make sense. So <laughs> like this guy yeah. who's like. I think the second longest tenure, if I'm correct, like with you know, uh, obviously Bill Belichick, right? Um, yeah, like Mike Tomlin, like, uh, he's been there for more than a decade and has won, uh, I think, multiple uh, uh, Super Bowls. So like, how is he not? And he's oh, he's never had a losing season too. <laughs> like, how is he not won what Coach of the Year? Like, yeah, make that make sense to me. So I agree with you 100% for Coach of the Year at least.
0: Well, sounds good. Um, well, I think that's kind of a, a wrap for, for this season. Um, kind of looking at it holistically and from now until we get to the Super Bowl and, you know, all the awards to come. So, um, I guess with that, we can, uh, you know, end here on the NFL and kind of move into our final thoughts for tonight.
1: Yeah. Um, I think one final thought I had, I was just thinking about, you know, we're coming in the fall, you know, it's football season and everything. Things are warming up or being cold. Now we got to warm up a little bit. Um, I think pumpkin spice lattes are back in the game now. So uh, Pat, I want to hear from you. Uh, You know, what fall beverage uh, do you like the most? Uh, You know, whether it's you believe it's underrated or it's old fashioned. it, It is. It just warms your heart. What fall beverage do you enjoy the most?
0: I think it's properly rated. I think it's at its ADP if we were drafting it in a fantasy (laughs) draft of some kind. But like, you know, apple cider this time of year, I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if it's warmed up. I just enjoy it. I think it, you know, helps to ring in the fall, but it's also, you know, good with a lot of different types of, of foods. I mean, I feel like anything fruit or vegetable related, it's a good pairing. Like dessert, it always goes well there, especially if it's warmed up. Uh, being outside and just having some is kind of nice, but you know, it's it's just a it's a throwback. It's it's kind of growing up in the '90s uh, in Chicago land, kind of fall conditions and footballs right here and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with apple cider.
1: Man, that's how, that's exactly what I was probably gonna say. Uh, although I will say, I like it warm. <laughs> like it's got to be warm for me. You know, it is a little bit chilly. <laughs> Uh, I need something to warm me up. Might as well be a nice little apple cider there. So I definitely want that warmth from the apple cider. Uh, but no, I a hundred percent agree. I feel like, you know, people will go out for the pumpkin spice latte. Fine. Go be all basic and stuff. But for me, I'll be a little old fashioned. Give me a nice warm apple cider and then we'll go for a nice long walk or something. So yeah, that sounds good, man.
0: <sighs> sounds good. Um, yeah, for my final thought, um, I have a gripe to pick with with a company, um, a company that I'm actually fond of, but i am now starting to feel uh, a little like perturbed about. It, you know, I uh, actually ended up ordering some some sports merchandise and and have done so for the last few years from Fanatics, um, and it all came in the mail, and you know I got a, a like an array of different shirts that represent the White Sox, the the Bears, and you know. All the, all the teams that I'm usually buying merch for, but, um, one of my shirts ended up, you know, kind of coming in a little bit tight. It didn't feel, you know, like something I would want to fit into, especially after it's been through the washer dryer, you know, whatever it is. But, um, so I went to go return it and I got this pop-up that said, you have two options. You can either, um, you know, return the item, you know, through your local delivery service and get a store credit for the amount of the, the, the shirt. Or we can give you your money back, but we're going to charge you $10 in order to do that. So I kind of just like, you know, I had to double take it really quickly because I'm like, am I really reading this correctly? Like, you're going to charge me $10 on like a $30 item uh, just to hand it back to you? Like, it's pretty fucked up, man. I just like, I lost a lot of respect for the company. I kind of want to just put them on blast. I mean, if this goes viral, that'd be amazing because... I just, I'm just wondering, Wayne, like, are there companies that you've dealt with, like, in the recent past that had similar, like, fee structures or just like, you know, kind of, uh, what's the good word for this? Like, bullshit, like strings attached, you know, like, yeah, this is bullshit, dude, this is complete bullshit, like, did like the strings attached there just. You know, and and it, what does it force me to do? It forces me to take the store credit. Of course, yeah. I'm a customer. I don't mind. I'll probably get something in the future. But hey, like I'm a loyal customer of yours, and this time I just want my money back. Like give me my yeah. money back in full.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So I've been trying to, I think, unsubscribe from the Chicago Tribune from the Chicago Tribune for years now, but they make it so damn hard, right? Like you have to. You actually have to like, phys- like, f- like, you actually have to like call them or something like that, or physically go there. We, you know, I think we would just live in this day and age, right? And I I, 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 I get, you know, newspapers, that are, you know, a lot of, they're kind of struggling. Like, not everybody's like, oh, I need to, I want to pay for, you know, to read this article and stuff. I get all that. But at the same time, they make it so damn hard. Like, they want me to like, email or call somebody as opposed to like, you know, Netflix and you know, all these streaming services, right? You just click on a button. It's like, oh, let me pause my service or something like that. At least they give that option uh, or, you know, maybe cancel. But no, for like, you know, a lot of these newspaper companies like Chicago Tribune, it's like, no, you have to actually manually like do stuff. And same thing with gym memberships too. I think LA Fitness, I remember, I remember canceling that and I think I had to, like, mail something in. I had to, like, mail in, like, oh, I want to cancel my membership. I'm like, it's, it's a gym membership. Like, does it have to be that hard? Like, you just don't go and don't pay. Like, that's it. But, you know, they really just try to make things as hard pos- as hard as possible. So you just forget and the, the checks kind of come, you know, keep coming in for them. So, um, yeah, I get all that, man. That's fanatics,
0: huh? How about that? Those guys. Yeah fanatics. So we're going to put them on blast here. Hopefully this gets a little bit of attention, but yeah, to add a little bit more to, to these types of company, I mean, like breaking up with your cable provider, it's gotta be one of the most painful things to do. I had a 20 minute conversation with a rep of theirs and he seriously went through a circle, uh, you know, a circle of different offers and circular type communication with me. Where I just kind of lost my cool and I like couldn't stand anymore. My like, guy, like, I've heard all your offers. I don't care anymore. Get me off this. I want out. Like, how how much more clear do I need to make this? And then he, he kind of tried to twist it back around on me, make me feel bad for calling him out or something. <laughs> like, so he's using all sorts of like psychological tactics to to you know either guilt trip me or whatever he could you know kind of do to keep me on the line or something. And uh, man, it's just an awful way to do business. It sucks that some of these companies have that kind of leverage or, you know, power in a sense, like over the consumer. It's just, it's just garbage, dude. And yeah, I don't want to begrudgingly do business with, with any sort of company, to be honest with you.
1: So who, who are you going to take your, your business to now, instead of Fnax Now we're going to put them on blast
0: now, huh? Man. I mean, you could go to lids, you could go to try to think like, I mean, Amazon definitely has, uh, a lot of different, uh, sports merch on there. Although, you know, I don't want to monopolize my, my spending power on just one company. Although Amazon does make everything so easy, uh, for you as the consumer in terms of returning and giving you, um, you know, all your money back in full and stuff, but it's probably because they've got that monopolistic type power. So, uh, yeah, it's probably kind of baked into their business model. Uh, but anyways, um. Yeah. You know, go to the outlet malls, go to a traditional mall, if you will. I mean, there's definitely a mom and pop uh, sports store in my local mall, which has just complete racks of jerseys from past and present. It's just impressive, dude. Like, I feel really bad for this guy because I feel like his doors might shut based on, you know, probably his like current revenues and everything. But man, what a cool like just wall and selection of jerseys. I'm just impressed every time I go in there.
1: Yeah, Are, do you see any Sam Howell jerseys in there
0: at all? Or <laughs> I'll have to find out. I mean, if he can get the Washington Commanders up to the, you know, the three seed in the NFC East, maybe I yeah. will. But uh but yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had some Fields jerseys. I mean he had stuff from like the eighties, nineties, two thousands in terms of players and stuff, like a really impressive selection. But again, like it's hard to find like a consistent customer that's looking to spend like 150, 200 bucks on a, on a shirt,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, uh, I mean, if you're looking at like sports, uh, memorabilia and stuff like that, I should have one friend, uh, apparently like her dad bought a bunch of like white Sox gear and stuff like that. And she just wants to give it to me apparently. So, uh, you know, uh, tune in for more, uh, maybe we'll do some giveaways or something like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think that's like one thing about sports like memorabilia. And there's like a Netflix show about that too now. Uh I don't know if you've seen it. I forget what it's exactly it's called, but it's like this person, they they just they're like a, kind of like an auctioneer for sports memorabilia. Um and then they also are like we're venturing into uh like tech as well, like like a, like original uh Apple computers things like that and you know just very like cool collector's items. So um, interesting field, you know, I forget what the name of the show is, but yeah, definitely check it out. Like Netflix and, um, some, you know, sports, uh, memorabilia show there. So, but yeah, uh, things we give our money to, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. And all the things we don't know, we give our money to as well. So yeah, yeah, consumers just keep your eyes out there. Like keep your, keep your eyes open. If you see hidden fees or, you know, difficult customer service processes like this, or like what was Wayne, you know, what Wayne was covering with some of his examples. Like, you know, we just gotta, we gotta keep these companies accountable to, you know, just, just making things easy and transparent and somewhat fair for us to, you know, kind of get our money back in some of these situations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A little bit of respect and dignity. Come on now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not the American way, but we'll deal with it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, This has been a great show. Obviously, uh, really excited about football starting next Thursday. Fantasy drafts are kind of in the books. Folks, if you're still around, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know who you think is going to be, you know, heading up all these divisions, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year, winning it all, awards. Who do you got? Um, Yeah, and if you're on YouTube right now, check out our fantasy episode that we aired uh, in the past week or so. um, Help you prepare for your 12 team, half PPR mock drafts. Um, or, you know, real drafts you have coming up uh, this week. So, um, yeah, I guess with Wayne, I'm Patrick as always for the Ball and Breakfast podcast.